And good morning. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn. He's Griffin. Carson Triweekly back with us as well this morning. Thank you to everyone who came out for the Tyus Bowser show last night at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill. Awesome night hanging out with Tyus and Devin Duvernay. We're going to get you segment number one of the Tyus Bowser show coming up a little bit later on this morning. If you missed any of it, you'll be able to hear it Friday night on 105.7 The Fan. Really great time. Really great time last night. Uh, Little Jameson brought us some Christmas presents. Great Eights memorabilia gave away a Tyus Bowser jersey to a young man named Carson. And Tyus's inscription when he signed it was really kind of beautiful. Just a really cool night. Got a great group of people to come out regularly now for the Tyus Bowser show. And new folks that we're seeing every week love being at the, the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill. So thank you guys for showing up. And if you missed it, we have good news. There is one more scheduled before the regular season is over. Normally, we go every other week. We're going to go three weeks. We're going to kind of try to skip past the holiday season. And we are going to go to January 3rd. January 3rd, we will be back at Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue, in Station North for the final Tyus Bowser show of the season. We hope that you will come join us for that. It is brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership of Press Box and Great Eights Memorabilia. Looking forward to seeing you on January 3rd. Here's what's coming up today. Uh, in addition to segment number three of the Tyus Bowser Show, in a few minutes, Rick Spielman, former NFL GM, is going to join us. Um, he did a video for the 33rd team and the headline was quite attention-grabbing. It said, why is no one talking about the 9-4 and four Baltimore Ravens? And I said, okay, I'll bite. You got me 33rd team. You did it. A te- successful grab. And it wasn't nearly as, um, you know, electric. It wasn't, it was a, just a pretty good sort of explanation of what the Ravens are and why they have a chance. But it wasn't like... Every you know, he didn't say anything crazy in the video. It just was an interesting look at where the Ravens stand among other AFC contenders that are getting a bit more attention than they are. Everybody's talking about the Bengals. Despite the fact that the Bengals at the moment, if the season ended today, would not win the AFC North. Just a weird weird little thing. Weird little thing. We'll talk more about it with Rick Spielman in a few minutes. Also this morning, uh, Matt Stover will join us. Of course, Matt Stover's franchise record for points scored went down on Sunday when Justin Tucker made his first field goal. We'll talk to Matt Stover about Justin Tucker surpassing him and just about being Matt Stover because, you know, he's Matt Stover. And uh, Drew Forster, as we mentioned, is going to stop in studio. He will hang out for better or for worse. We'll play a little Would You Rather Wednesday. Scenarios are up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. You can win a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill just by participating in Would You Rather Wednesday. So Tyler Huntley, this is a weird bit. Tyler Huntley participates in a walkthrough yesterday, but isn't out of concussion protocol which seems like a weird thing that the nfl would allow i get it if it's a walkthrough it's not a full practice so the ravens ravens let's trying to say reason and ravens at the same time the reasons 
the reason why the Ravens hold a walkthrough yesterday instead of a full practice is because it was a Tuesday. They had to move the week up by a day this week with the game being on Saturday. So they do a full practice on Tuesday. It's only you know 48 hours removed from having played a game, and everybody involved thinks that's a bad idea. So they decided to do a walkthrough yesterday, so there's no hitting, and what they're saying is with no hitting, well, you know, even if you have a concussion, you can walk through, right? Like, there's no, there's no contact involved with this. This is just us, you know, out for a leisurely stroll on a football field. And so when you see that, you, you kind of say to yourself, okay, well, well, that makes sense. But it still seems odd. It feels like if someone isn't cleared from concussion protocol yet, you probably want them to, like, avoid doing much of anything at all. Maybe stay in a, a room that isn't tremendously lit, wear some sunglasses, things like that. I think any of us who have had concussions, and I, I get it, not every concussion is made the same, and I've had some where, like, I, I, I don't like talking about the fact that I, I was an idiot. Like, I'd like to tell you that all my concussions came from athletics, but a lot of them came from just getting drunk. Just doing incredibly stupid things in the era of the television program Jackass and believing that there would be no repercussions from them. It's terrifying thinking about some of the things I've been through. The the last concussion I got was, uh, I believe, during my bachelor party when I was playing Can Jam with some friends and wanted to heroically save a Frisbee and ran headfirst directly into a fence. I thought you were going to say you headed it in. No, no, been, I did not do that. That would have been I, impressive. I found out my brother-in-law cannot throw a Frisbee. <laughs> Weird bit. Don't know what that's all about. Not that hard to throw a Frisbee, but my brother-in-law can't do it. So uh, I let him be my teammate in the first throw right towards the fence. Now, of course, I'm a hero, and I believe that I can still get points on anything. I never give up. <sighs> that's because I'm a, obviously a, a well-conditioned athlete. I am a, a top 1%. I think everybody knows that. So I dead sprint towards the fence uh, and uh, mess my face up dramatically one week before my wedding. Had to hire someone to do makeup for me so that I didn't have a mangled face for my wedding. All of this is straight shoot. All of this 100% accurate. But I'm telling you, for that week, that particular concussion was bad enough that I couldn't be in a well-lit room. I had to have the lights off the entirety of the week. Hopefully, this particular concussion for Tyler Huntley, or maybe it's not actually been diagnosed as a concussion, he's just in the protocol, is not like that. But still, I am confused by this, and it feels like maybe if someone's in concussion protocol, you probably, if you're the NFL, should say, hey, no, we're not doing this. You're going to sit it out until we clear you. Especially with Tua earlier this season, and we saw... With protocol in it, not in it, and then you know he goes out in a game, and it's a real problem. A lot of lot of issues, a lot of issues there. So that was weird to me. It's weird. I get it. It's not a practice. It's still weird. I think you read into it positively. I think that it. I would like to hope, beyond hope, that if there was any real risk, the Ravens would have said no, stay home. Or, no, you know, like, we're not, don't do this. I'd like to hope, to Carson Weekly's point, 
obviously seeing what happened earlier this season with Tua Tungavailoa, you know, I don't know. I don't know where our faith is that teams are always going to do the right thing. I hope that the Ravens were not putting Tyler Huntley at any greater risk, and that it's a sign that, as John Harbaugh said after the game, when he said, "Look, man, I, he seems okay to me," and you can do the months backwards and all that nonsense. I hope that it's a positive sign for Tyler Huntley's availability for Saturday against the Browns. We will continue, of course, to monitor that throughout the week. And at some point, the Ravens will have to announce that Tyler Huntley has cleared a concussion protocol or not. Now, the other thing, too, is that he can clear a concussion protocol. Even when a final injury report comes out, and because of the way the week is structured, that will now come out on Thursday, he could clear a concussion protocol on Friday. He could clear a concussion protocol on Saturday. He doesn't have to clear it by Thursday. Like, that's it's a little bit, as I keep saying, this is different than an injury. This is different than, you know, a guy dealing with a leg thing where if they get to Thursday and he hasn't been out on the practice field at all, the most likely scenario is he ain't playing on Sunday. Tyler Huntley hasn't been cleared by Friday, but he gets cleared on Friday night. He's almost certainly going to play on Saturday. That's the nature of concussion protocol. We will continue to monitor that. Hopefully we get that news within five minutes. Hopefully before the end of the show, somebody tweets out that Tyler Huntley has cleared concussion protocol and will be available to play. Um, UMBC did not cover last night. Pretty, pretty spectacular failure to cover. (laughs) They were up 72-64 with like 49 seconds left and just didn't make a free throw. (laughs) Like just couldn't make a free throw. Allowed Loyola to cover, so it was bad news for our buddy Aaron, uh, who and me, and me. Oh, did you play I, I t- it? Yeah, I t- oh I t- man, t- I thought it was a good bet. I didn't yeah. play it, but yeah. I thought it was a good bet. I mean, I it's an awkward thing because I work for Loyola, <laughs> so I kind of avoided that one. Um, but I really Smart. did. I thought it was well. I mean, that's not the reason. I assure you, if I didn't work for Loyola, I would have played it last night. Um, yeah, that was rough. For- I was I was feeling it for uh, for Aaron. I didn't realize you played it too. Boy, that's rough. Hey, did you go see Avatar? I did. Yeah, I How did. Was it? it was it was very it was very good. It's a uh, it's an investment. It's a long movie. How long? Long movie. It is over three hours long. Oh my. Yeah, it's like three ten I think or something. Oh my god. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, I gotta be honest. With you, the first one was not my jam. It just it didn't like. I'm being I'm being as honest as I can be, be about it. I have attempted to watch it a few times. And I get so bloody bored by it. I really? like. I don't hate it. I don't have any animosity towards it. It just isn't my thing. Like I get it. The visuals are kind of stunning. Like I understand, but the story has just never captivated me in any sort of way. I can understand that. Um, I think it is worth seeing my, in my, the theater. Mi- Mrs. Clark wants to go see this one. Mm-hmm. Like Mrs. Clark loves the first one. She was very angry that when we were giving away the passes for Avatar, she was like, "So we're going, right?" I'm like, "No, we have a Tyus Bowser show. Like that's what we're doing on Tuesday." She said, "Oh, like if you would like to go," she said, "No, no, I'll just wait. You can go with me later." I'm like, "I don't want to do that. I have no interest." <laughs> You didn't want to go see Violent Night? I don't want to go see Avatar. Really weird how this works. I think it's worth seeing in a theater, um, but I mean, you know, it's it, it, it. I think it is more about you know the theatrical experience of it, seeing it on the big screen, all the colors, all the visuals. I get that, that it that, looks that kind of thing. Again, it looks really cool. Yes, I just I don't know, man. It just nothing about it was all that compelling. And I, I understand that. Uh, I think 
after seeing both, I, th- I like the first one better than this one. Okay. Right. So, so I'll say that. What Griffin's saying is it sucks and don't <laughs> go see it unless you want to no, waste no. a Tuesday night, <laughs> unless you want to have a miserable Tuesday night and hate yourself for the rest of your life. Don't go see Avatar is what he was. That, that's, did I, did I no, no, that's not exactly no? what I'm saying. That's not what you're saying. <laughs> Weird. I thought that was what you were. You were saying it's the worst film you've ever seen in your entire life. You're going to walk. Right, I, I got to step in here. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Not definitely not the worst. Get, how early? Halloween ends. How early is the did worst you have film to, How early did you have to get there? Uh, I got there right in the nick of time. I got there about uh, 25 minutes before. And still got in. Yeah, still got in. Okay. Wow. So that was. That's yeah, a, we were cutting it close. That's an upset. Yes. yes. Uh, my buddy, one of our other uh, folks who got in, our uh, buddy Ben. Got there an hour early and was like, uh, "I'm not sure we're making it." In. I was, <laughs> like, yeah, I was worried there was there was there was an accident. So on 695 East, there mm-hmm. was it was clear there was no accident, but there was an accident on 695 uh, West, and mm-hmm. everyone on going heading east towards White Marsh was slowing down to watch. So that <laughs> slowed me down, and uh, I, I was like, "Man, we're gonna come all the way out to White Marsh and almost yeah, not and see not this. see if I got sh- we got there. I got we shut got out there. of. I'm trying to think of what it was. <laughs> it was something I didn't care about, so I didn't. I've only I've done a lot of movie premieres in my life, and a lot of times I've been on like a press list, so I it didn't matter when I got there. Seat. Yeah, I had a reserved yes. seat for him for Glenn Clark. Like I remember, I actually I, I specifically remember. Uh, I think it was Dan Connolly randomly and I <laughs> were uh, for some reason they assigned. I guess because it was the off season, they did a, a premiere for The Blind Side, right? And I want to say it was at one of the maybe at the the Senator, and I remember there being this like massive crowd there. And they were being told they couldn't get in. And Dan Connolly and I were trying to like weave our way through this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. Like, who are they? Yeah, right. There was a <laughs> lot of that. Like, why are these people allowed in? What makes them so special? I was like, well, I'm Glenn Clark. I don't understand <laughs> how you don't get that. Um, but I've done a lot of those over the years. I did one. This is a straight shit. I did one for the remake of True Grit um, that came out a few years back with what's her, it's. I never remember who's Rachel Steinfeld or who's Haley Steinfeld and who's. Sarah Highland. I always get those oh, two. Get I get those two. Sarah Highland's the one from Modern Family, right? Yes. And yes. then Haley Steinfeld was the one that was in True Grit and did the song that was popular, correct? That that yeah, that's correct. Okay, so Haley yes. Steinfeld in True Grit, and uh, not even kidding, the projector blew with like twenty minutes left in the film, and they these people from the the movie company walk in and they're like, the way that these these trailer these screeners work is literally. They like they evaporate essentially after you play it. The fir- like we can't, we can't wow. restart the film. <laughs> oh my god! It's the most uncomfortable moment I've yeah. ever experienced in a movie theater. They're just like shrugging it. Like we're gonna give you free passes to come back. <laughs> like Jeez. what a biz- I mean, I'm telling you, in like the critical part of the motion picture. Man. I think we're gonna be giving away some uh, passes to a trailer of Megan, that the uh, horror flick. Um, where uh, where it's the the, the, art, the, the, the robot the doll girl. essentially yeah. yeah like comes to creepy life. It looks yeah, very it creepy looks extraordinarily yeah. creepy I think we're gonna be giving away some uh, passes to an advanced screening of that as well here in the coming weeks so uh, we'll see how we want to go about doing that maybe uh, any of those of you that come in next maybe oh we might be able to do that for Monday and our uh, our glory days girl I'll have to check in yeah. with uh, the uh, the promotions department about that. Anyway, so that was what Griffin did on uh, Tuesday night yes, because he, yes. of course, did not want to come out to the Tyus Bowser show. He said, I hate Tyus Bowser. Oh, no, no. I particularly hate true. Devin Duvernay. I, no. I, and more than anyone, I hate Rita, which was weird no, because no, Rita, she's I like the most likable person on the face I love of the Rita. planet. I love Rita. Really weird how that worked out. They said, I would rather do anything, including seeing a movie that I hated <laughs> instead of that. Didn't hate it. 
Uh, Carlos Correa goes to the Giants for about a billion, I believe was the number of dollars. Thir- Just about. Thir- 13 years and $350 million, was mm-hmm. correct? Those yeah. are the terms? Until he qualifies for AARP, Well, he'll be, he'll be 41. Yeah, he'll be 41. Which is... Like somebody did the math on this last night. Like the all of the shorts, Bogarts, Trey Turner, and uh, Carlos Correa now all have deals that take them through the age of forty-one, mm-hmm. which is wow. a weird, weird for a shortstop. Bit. Yeah. Yes. Um, I. It's easy to say like, well, that's too much, or that's I. Okay, fine. I keep coming back to this. It's not your money. Why are you worried about that? I've never understood why fans are worried about that. Um, would I have wanted the Orioles to do a 13-year, $350 million deal for Carlos Correa? I'm not telling you that I think it's the greatest contract in baseball history, but it ain't my money. And this always this thing, and I think in particular in Baltimore we're afraid of it because we believe that if a contract gets bad, a team will use it as an excuse to not spend any more money because that's essentially what the Orioles did with Chris Davis, right? Like, well, we, we got Chris Davis. What are we supposed to do, spend more money? Yes. Yes. That's the answer. That's the way this works. There's no salary cap. If you have a bad contract on the books, how's that any different than having a Rule 5 player who's not worthy of being on the team on the books? You're going to be using a roster spot inevitably at some point on a player who's not actually helping you. If it happens to be on a player who helped you for a few years and then by the end wasn't particularly helpful, so be it. So be it. And who knows? Again, I get that it got ugly with Chris Davis. The likelihood, that's the worst thing that could ever possibly happen. That being your standard is an unfair standard. It's totally possible that Carlos Correa could still swing a bat. It's worked out fairly well for Nelson Cruz, by the way, late into into his Mm -hmm. 40s. It's totally possible that even if you can't play shortstop at some point, Carlos Correa could do something else. I, again, don't think it's a great contract, but I'm always confused by why it is that we're worried about judging the contract. How does that impact you? How does it change your life? You're still going to go see movies that you hate on Tuesday nights. You're still going to go, you know, give the middle finger to your uh, coworkers and say, I'm not coming out to your event on Tuesday nights. It's not what I did. All of those things. You're still going to do all of that if the Orioles spend $350 million on a baseball player. So I, I just, I'll, I'll never understand that. I'll never understand us getting worked up about a contract. Um, I hope that it's one less team competing for Carlos Rodon. I hope that the Giants signing Carlos Correa means there's one fewer team that has big money to go after Carlos Rodon. What is, does that mean that he's going to end up in Baltimore? I'd still bet against it. I'll always bet against it. It is weird that everyone else is signed, right? Like It's weird that everybody but the top pitcher on the market the guy that was most desirable via because of his age. I get it. Like obviously, Verlander and and that you know the, those guys were desirable, but like they were a different type of desire. Degrom, and maybe Degrom is probably the top. I don't yeah. know. I well, Verdon's desirable because you can sign him for like six or seven years, and it's right. His age, age right, makes, makes him makes to me the most desirable starting pitcher on the market, Same. and yet he's the one that's still sitting out there. Like that's that's weird. That's weird and makes you wonder what is the unique problem, the extraordinary nature of the contract that he's looking for. 
Is there something, again, we talked a lot about Carlos Rodon's injury history. Is there something about that that's scaring teams off? Why is it that Rodon, of everyone, is the guy that's still sitting out there on the market? I would like to know if like this was a previous year's free agent market, because this year was particularly deep for starting pitching. So I think that also has something to do with it as teams maybe not wanting Perhaps. to make a big splash on a Rodon, but here's a Chris Bassett, here's a Taiwan Walker, here's a guy like that that you can get for, you know, three years and forty something million dollars instead of having to break the bank on the, Rodon. It, it, just the nature of how deep it was. Mm-hmm. I still I don't know why you wouldn't want Rodon. I don't I know. I still either. don't get that. Especially these big money spending teams. Yeah, you, know, you got like I, Boston who loses Bogarts, they're not gonna pay exactly. him. There's, you know, exactly. There's, it's it is surprising. Today's show also brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. If you missed out on their big event on Saturday, they still, through the end of this week, are collecting uh, toys and non-perishable food items at all of the Baltimore County Police Department precincts, as well as at Glory Days Grill across the street here in Towson. Stop by. Please help lift them up as they lift up the community. And if you're thinking about a career change, Great opportunities at the Baltimore County Police Department. Go to joinbaltimorecountypd.com in order to find out more. Joining us now, this headline jumped off the page at me. It was a video he did for the 33rd team. Why isn't anybody talking about the 9-4 and four Ravens? Well, let's find out a little bit more about that. He is former NFL GM and our friend Mr. Rick Spielman. He's back with us now here on GCR. Rick, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, sir. Happy holidays, and thank you for taking the time for us. No, thanks for having me on. And that three years, $40 million sounds pretty expensive to me. That's a bargain nowadays. Is that oh, I, I, I'd, be, I'd be willing to take the deal for what it's worth. I'd be willing if necessary. Rick, Rick, it's always a funny thing to me, right, because we're talking about baseball. In football, I get it. Like, yeah, there's a salary cap. You have to judge contracts. Like, you can only – I understand that in baseball there's no salary cap. So when people start saying things like, I'd never give Carlos Correa 13 years and $350 million, I'm like, why not? Like, how is that impacting your life in any way? My hot dog's going to cost a little bit more at the park. Maybe, but but if the team's good, I'm willing to spend a couple more bucks on hot dogs. Gosh. All right. Um, Rick, you know, I I think it's a fair question. Look, even in the division itself, the Bengals are getting all of the attention in the world right now, whereas if the playoffs started today, the Bengals would not win the AFC North. It would still be the Baltimore Ravens. Are the Baltimore Ravens being too overlooked at the moment? I I think everybody, you know, like Cincinnati was kind of like the – media darling because they, you know, came off the Super Bowl, although they lost last year, Baltimore, and then Cincinnati was actually struggling pretty much through the beginning part of the year. And then Baltimore, when you look at this football team, it's it's incredible what John Harbaugh does every year. You know, they dealt with the injuries. Their defense was struggling. I mean, how many times did they give up 17-point second-half leads? So, but I give a lot of credit to Eric DaCosta and to Coach Harbaugh on getting aggressive because I think when they went out and made that trade for Roquan Smith, that made a whole difference on how that defense is playing right now. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that probably people are overlooking is that, okay, you got uh, Lamar out right now with a knee, Huntley comes in. But what they did to Cleveland last week with a, uh, is that they just ran the ball right down their throats. And 
as long as they're able to run the ball and play defense like they're playing now, I think that it's kind of good for them to be under the radar because usually if you can do that, that's a pretty good winning formula here late in the season and when you get into the playoffs. So it's interesting you bring up Roquan because I wrote about it earlier in the week. This is insane. Like my, my expectations were high and he's surpassed them somehow. It's nuts. This is the most significant game changer the Ravens have had on that side of the ball since prime Terrell Suggs. I mean, this is, it's unbelievable the impact he's making, but there's an awkward side to this, which is, you know, the reason why he was available is because he wanted $20 million a year and he plays inside linebacker and you got some other things that you want to do. Um, I, I think the Ravens, have to figure this out that this is this man is too impact he's too special for this to turn into a rental can you pay an inside linebacker 20 million dollars a year even if they're as good as Roquan Smith to keep him around well are you guys going to pay a pitcher three years at 40 million why not there's no salary cap and you know Rick Spielman you're trying to use my words right back on me I see what you're doing there yeah. No, he's he's been uh, the difference he's made on that defense, and not just from what he's doing on the field, but the leadership and how he has settled down a lot of that young talent they have on the defensive side of the ball. It seems like he's really ingrained himself in that locker room, and he's probably did that by proving what type of football player he is on the field. But now he's becoming a leader of that football team just from the outside looking in. So that is an integral part of your defense moving forward. And you don't want to give up what you gave up just for a one-year rental. So I am sure when they made that trade that they weren't just looking at at it as a one-year rental. Now they're going to have to figure out the contract. And there is ways to figure it out to make sure it fits underneath the cap and uh, and how you spread that money out going forward especially with the Lamar situation still uh, unsettled with his contract. So, but I do believe that because of what he's done, uh, but not only what he's done on the field, but what he's done as a leader on that team, which is pretty incredible for only being there for such a short time. It's unreal. They're definitely going to have to try to to, to sign him to a long-term extension. And he's in the prime of his career. You're not talking about a 32-year-old linebacker. And the other value he has is he's not just a middle line. He's a three-down linebacker that has an impact on, on uh, you know, the major poor, major downs in a game, and usually that's on third down. I mean, he truly does everything. Like, it's just insane. how. And, and to your point, it's not just as a, as a leader. He's ingratiated himself in the community. He's, you know, he, he started hating the Steelers immediately. Like, you couldn't ask for anything more from a dude that showed up in the middle of the season than what you've gotten from Roquan Smith. Rick Spielman is with us here on GCR. Um, oh, I apologize. That was Pittsburgh they played last week that they ran the ball down there. Yeah, throat. correct. That's right. Correct. Exactly right. And and, and as you know... Speak these, up if I make a mistake. It's, it's all right, Rick. It's, it's all right. Every, these things happen. These things happen. Um, yeah, Rick, you bring up the Lamar thing, right? And I know you and I talked about this a few months ago. Of course, you're a guy who's given a, a fully guaranteed contract to someone. It's an awkward spot because if Lamar were to have to play on the franchise tag next season, then it would make it almost nearly impossible to do much of anything else because the that figure hit in one year becomes 
you know, almost killer to anything else you might do. Is there a point at which the Ravens, if if this is you know hard line that Lamar is drawing about the the, the words fully guaranteed, which is always a bit of a wink wink nudge nudge because we know the quarterback's going to get the money anyway. Like if he does draw a hard line about that, is there a point where the Ravens have to say to themselves, even if we get a stink face, even if we get you know angry looks when we show up for you know owners or GMs meetings? We need to do this because it's best for our football team to in order enable us to do these other things like a Roquan Smith deal. I think it just like we've talked about in the past is what is your business principles and business philosophies? Because when you go down that road, and I understand it's a quarterback, so maybe you can justify that it's a different position, but as soon as you go away from whatever your business principles are in your contract, then you're opening up a can of worms. On the other side of it, let's say if we don't do it and it's not Lamar, then then who? You know, who's going to be our quarterback? The only on the going back to the flip side is that with his style of play, you know, and he's hurt again and he is, you know, what makes him so dangerous is not only what he can do with his arm, although I do believe they need to get some more playmakers on the outside uh, for him, uh, but what he does with his legs, but that also puts him at a higher risk. So if you're in the front office, potentially of Baltimore, and you're giving him a fair market deal, uh, but it's not fully guaranteed and he's stuck on it and you say you just franchise him, um, then it's like you're paying as you go. So God forbid if you ever had, a significant injury where it's not the same Lamar, a la, you know, I've experienced it with Teddy Bridgewater. He was never the same after that devastating injury he had. Um, then it's, it's in favor of the club because they're just paying as they go. I want to cover something, Rick. There's a lot of people that, you know, Lamar's had, you know, obviously an injury now and was having a, a, a rough couple of weeks ahead of that. Although at the beginning of the season, he was playing brilliantly. And somebody will say something like, well, you know, He's going to have a hard time getting that contract now. Can you explain to the average folks why maybe that doesn't matter the way that they think that it matters? Why negotiations with quarterbacks don't typically end up being about, you know, like the three weeks that you saw beforehand versus the idea that either you're a quarterback or you're not? Yeah, no, you're looking at the whole picture of his career and what he's done for that organization. and But also I think that organization has done a lot for him on – how they adjusted and Greg Roman and, 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 and coach Harbaugh and how they adjusted the scheme to fit his skill set, And he's played it at MVP level. So, you know, just because he may have a down three weeks or didn't look the same as, as a Lamar. And I do I believe some of it has to do with the lack of playmakers they have at the receiver position right now. Um, that, that also contribute to that, but you got to look at this kid, and what he's done for his career. And I know ultimately you're going to get judged on whether you win a Super Bowl or not. Uh, you know, the MVP stuff and everything else is great. Uh, he's one of the premier quarterbacks in this league, uh, but ultimately it's going to be decided on whether you, you know, win a Super Bowl or not. And there are contracts since the Sean Watsons that have came out mm-hmm. that are significant amounts of money but they're not fully guaranteed. 
Correct. And you would hope. But it's like the same thing. You always look at the first three years of a contract. Right. In my opinion. And if you get going to give this guy, which should be north of Kyle, uh, Kyler Murray and, and, you know, button up against there where Aaron Rodgers is and things like that, that first three years of the contract, let's say it's a six year deal. Well, it may not be fully guaranteed. But for the most part, you're going to cut this guy with that amount of money and signing bonus and guaranteed monies, uh, which is going to be a significant amount in those first three years. No, you're not. So I always argued back that if we're giving this guy this kind of money, technically it's fully guaranteed because even though it doesn't say it on the paper, we're not going to cut this guy and he's going to make this money the first three years of the deal anyway. Correct. Correct. I mean, there's this this thing where people think the quarterbacks get cut. Although, I don't know, may, maybe we're going to – this game might have to be played at some point with Russell Wilson in Denver. Like, I know we've never seen this before, but, man, it is so poisonous there that I'm starting to wonder if at some point they might have no choice but to just suck up a ton of dead cap space. Not saying they do that anytime soon, but if it gets no better, my God. I have no idea. We could be reaching unprecedented times in Denver when it comes to Russell well, Wilson. Yeah, but that's different than a Lamar situation. Of course. They know they drafted Lamar. They've yeah. been around Lamar. Yeah. They know who he is as a person and as a football player. So that's totally two different uh, opinion or two different sides of it, in my, in my opinion. I'm uh, with but, you. You know, we've always had the, I always have philosophy, draft well, and then invest in those guys because those are the ones you know the best. Rick, you you brought up a couple of times what the Ravens haven't done for Lamar Jackson, um, and and that I think to me is a significant part of the story. If for some reason they they don't end up getting this the ship right at this this season, and they don't make a run deep into the postseason, it I'm not. This isn't about you know Greg Roman specifically. It's about the entire organizational philosophy. Like everyone from top down has bought in the idea of. You know, you zig, we zag. Um, if you get five years into it and what you have to show is, you know, one or two playoff wins at that point and that's it, does it become time to reconsider? Not not even necessarily about leadership. I, I, the idea of moving on from John Harbaugh is insane, right? Like, all he ever does is win. Oh, God. But, like, yeah. but do you have to the, – the philosophy of your franchise, at some point do you have to reconsider that and say – Look, we've been trying this for five years. We don't have a ton to show for it. Maybe we need to stop devaluing wide receiver. Maybe we need to consider the idea that we can, in order to do something more, we're going to have to, you know, change things a little bit as far as the way that we approach offensive football. Yeah, I think you. That's part of your evaluation every off season, you know, and then especially uh, identifying what your needs are going into the off season, you know, um, and, and trying to address those needs. And you have your philosophies on how you build this football team. But I also know that what you're seeing and not only what these guys are getting paid, but how significant a difference maker can be at the receiver position. Look at what Tyreek Hill did in Baltimore in uh, Miami, uh, you know, and they have Waddle, uh, you know, Look at what you know, not the, uh, Justin Jefferson's doing. Look what Chase Chase is doing. So uh, even when Vegas traded for Adams, now they've been going through some growing pains. But there's no question when when they throw the ball to Adams, he's a difference maker for them on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that's just because 
offenses that are evolving. And now all of a sudden what you're seeing over the last two or three years is, well, we can always find receivers, but now when you can find one that's a huge difference maker, uh, that seems to be the, the trend right now. Yeah, it seems to be helpful. All of a sudden, Stefan Diggs shows up in Buffalo, and Josh Allen goes from being a guy that we wondered if he could do it to being the best quarterback in football. It's just a weird, <laughs> weird thing how that yeah, works. Dude. Really weird. Rick, yeah. all that said. Look, at, they were getting ready to run. There's another one. You, they were getting ready to run two out. Yep. And then uh, yep. Hurts and Philly. Yep. You know, it's like, is this guy our guy or not? And all of a sudden, they go get A.J. Brown. Look at the difference in Philly now with a with a top notch receiver. Um, by the for a couple of weeks, Justin Herbert didn't have his wide receivers this season, and everybody was ready to say maybe Justin Herbert's a little bit overrated, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And then he gets <laughs> his guys back out on the field, and we're like, oh right, that's Justin Herbert. I remember now. He is. Yeah. He actually has some legit dudes to throw to. Yes, <laughs> it helps. Um, uh, Rick, before I let you go, let me. I'll wrap sort of where we started, which is. You know, what we saw on Sunday against the Steelers and the Ravens, again, imposing their will against, I, while I know it was Mitch Trubisky who was throwing the ball, it's a really good run defense on the other side of things. They were doing that against. Um, and that's with J.K. Dobbins not really probably, you know, admittedly not being 100% yet. You know, we saw him kind of having to ease up on the, the long run, the 44-yard run that probably should have been a touchdown. If he continues to trend in the right way, they get Kevin Zeitler back, they get Lamar Jackson back. Is there still a chance that they can do this thing, this run-dominant thing that we saw a few years ago, even against the best teams in the AFC, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Bills, the Chiefs, and make a run towards a Super Bowl? Yeah, because I was, to be honest, pretty surprised how effective they were able to run the ball against the Steelers. Now, the Trubisky throwing up three interception also helps the cause as well, you know. Um, but when you are weaker in one area but can be dominant in another area, like they're playing on defense right now, and like when Dobbins is back and, and uh, teaming him up with Gus Edwards, that's a pretty good one-two combination. And then you throw Lamar in there with what he can do. Uh, that does make it a very dangerous football team heading into the playoffs if they can stay healthy. No question. No question. And that's been an issue for the last couple of years around here. Uh, Rick Spielman, obviously the 33rd team. What else can we plug for you, sir? Oh, you have to go. We just started a new podcast on CBS called With the First Take. Uh, we've done three shows on already talking about the draft. Uh, uh, talked about some of the players that I've already seen and uh, trying to make some comparisons to guys I've seen in the past. So it's been getting a uh, really good review. So at that time of year, I know there's teams still in the playoffs and stuff, but people and fans are get, starting to get excited since the college season ended about this uh, draft season coming up. So uh, please uh, tune into that. I think uh, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, for no reason at all, you want to give me a name of a wide receiver that could be available in the 20s that maybe like if a certain football team needed wide receivers could be interesting to them? <laughs> well, you're going to have to tune in for right. the first take. Right. <laughs> Unless I get that three or $40 million contract. Yeah, all right, all right. we'll work on that. We'll, we'll that work is on nothing. That. We'll work on that. Rick Spielman, always appreciate taking the time for us, sir. Thank you so much for doing it. And very happy holidays to you and your family, all right? And, and same to you. Thank you. That's Rick Spielman, former NFL GM, with us here on GCR. I don't think Jackson Smith and Jigba would slip far enough that he could be in play for the Ravens. I don't either.
I'd take Rakim Jarrett. I'd take Jordan Addison, too. Well, I would definitely take Jordan Addison. I, I don't know. know if I don't know where Jordan Addison's going to end I think up maybe going. the combine is going to have something to do with you know the order of those guys, but you never know. Maybe it, you could fall. It's, it's weird. It feels like the wide receiver that's gotten the most kind of hype this year is the kid from TCU, um, Quentin Johnson, mm-hmm. which like I, I, I certainly I see it, but I'm just surprised, like... I, I love Smith and Jigba. I, I love that dude. I do, too. I, I still think Jordan guy. Addison is the best receiver in the draft, though. That's my personal take on it. I like Addison a lot, too. I mean, I, th- I like Addison, too. I, I just... I think every year there's dudes. I mean, I feel like... Well, of course there's dudes. The, I mean, if, they, if, they if they take a guy high, like... Yeah, unfortunately, the year they took Hollywood Brown, there right, were, right, the, right, it was right. the other dudes. Other dudes. It was all yeah, of yeah. the other dudes. Yeah, it's like it the was, Eagles with Jalen Rieger is like it was everyone else. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, they figured out a way to correct that, unlike here where yes. that wasn't corrected. They took Hollywood Brown when you could have had Debo Samuel or Terry McClellan. Uh, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I don't know what this dick is. No idea what this shtick is. It's, it's so bad, so bad. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. I have no idea. He, this is the scary part. No, no, he, he's got it. You go ahead. You got it. Yeah, you got to let him have that. That's his spot. Yeah. You, what? 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 What are you? What did, you're an Alabama basketball. What did you bet on last night that you're so mad about? What did you bet on? You Alabama minus six and a half against Memphis. And and what? It, and what did they? My whole Christmas is ruined. It's not as bad as what – you see what UMBC did last night? Mm. Up by eight in the final minute. Three and a half was the number. Couldn't make a free throw. <laughs> they only win by three. Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't follow it that not much. Re- oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't follow it that much. Who's I'm this? So sure. This is Carson Weekly. Shake my hand. Where'd you go to school, Carson? I got to Ole Miss. I'm a junior there now. Oh, I go yeah. to Ole Miss. Yeah. Where'd you go to school here? I went to Loyola. Yeah, Oh, uh oh. Tested Coward Hall was too hard. Was that a Coward Hall at us? Was it Tested Coward Hall too hard that year? Oh, yeah. When you tried to get in? I didn't pass it. Yeah. Gonna be hard. How'd the Turkey Bowl go this year? Or, the, so or, or, or well, 15 of the other 18 years. I told well, you that, there, was a, there, was a, there was a fumble that wasn't ruled a yeah, fumble. I, yeah, I, I told you game. my kids. Well, they're going to blame the refs after they allowed a fake punt from the Calvert Hall six yard line. That was really They allowed a fake punt. And they're going to blame the ref. It was like fourth and 20. And we, is this, is they, this the shtick we're going to do for the entire – You brought him in. You got Alabama-Memphis stuff, and you're going to do Loyola-Calvert-Hall stuff for you the rest of the in. show. That's the plan. You brought a Don in. The all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill is the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for grilling, searing, baking, smoking, all kinds of food. Ginsugrills.com is the website. Use the code TAILGATE. Save $100. And it makes a perfect holiday gift. Whatever it is that you're planning on getting, Dad, I promise you he would prefer to have – Against Sue Kamado Grill. When we come back in, yes, Drew. Ford. I, I don't have a lot of time because I got stuff going on today with the rectory. What do you mean you don't have a lot of time? I don't have a lot of time. Could you have I, mentioned that when you? We would have re, we would have rearranged. Stover's supposed to call in at eleven o'clock. We'll talk about his kid who's a golfer We're going to oh? uh, Texas A and M. Oh, I didn't know that. Matt Stover's kid's a no, very I, good I had golfer. No idea. They had moved no back clue. to Texas mostly for his son. Nobody told me that. I didn't know he, he wasn't living here. I had no he was idea. He in Dallas. I had no clue. He's He moved back there mostly for Joe. I had no idea. How about that? Well, yeah. that's not the reason why he's coming on. And, uh, we and, didn't talk about that. And um, I got to get ready for the night. I got to get down to... What, what are you doing? I'm going down to D.C. for the game. Oh. Are the Capitals oh. playing tonight? That's no, no, no. College Park? Well, that, yeah, that's in College Park. Well, <laughs> I don't know why you keep. But you go. To what a- is this bit where you suddenly become super fan number? One? All right, we'll talk about that with Drew Forrester next. Glenn Clark Radio. Uh. 
Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mmm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches. And top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back for season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. Where's Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 105.7 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at Pressbox on the next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, January 3rd at Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialist and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 11.40. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 11.40, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. The weather outside is really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com glorydaysgrill.com Great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. All right, Drew We didn't even curl when we went. What do you mean you won a media no, no, curl? No, no, you went with him. I didn't go with you. We, I actually oh, you didn't did go a, on that trip. I did a, I did a real curling thing. You didn't go we on that. We took on Section 336 <laughs> once, and we kicked their asses. We were supposed to curl yes. down in D.C. Yes. Yeah, you went with, the, uh, with our former employer. <laughs> and it was indoors. Yeah. On plastic. Well, most curling is indoors. And he made a, I mean, he pitched a complete fit I, you know what it was hilarious i remember seeing the pitch i came all the way down i came all the way and, down and here honestly for, i don't blame him i came all the way down yeah. here for this i like there's a lot of dumb things that guy has done i don't blame him for losing his mind i was just happy the, to the, be down there and get free food the pitch was you're gonna curl you did yeah 
Yeah. Well, you could have. Yeah. It was in the basement of the hotel. Sure. When the girl said, yeah, take the elevator down to the basement, hit B, and that's where it's set up, I immediately thought, yeah, there's probably not an ice rink is, in the basement. This sounds different than <laughs> yeah, what I right. thought. It's not actually even technically an ice rink that they curl on. It's it's something you don't wear skates when you curl. You right. you wear like some special shoes that they give you. And yeah, we I'm a damn I'm an undefeated curling skip, and I deserve that respect when gotcha. people talk about me. Hey, today's show is also brought to you by ooh, how about uh, you know just go check out the great offers available at pressboxonline.com/offers if you. Haven't signed up for sports betting yet. I believe Drew has signed up for every single one of them, mm. um, I believe is the case. Had that Alabama-Memphis game yeah. last night? Uh, some of the offers available Punch include... Punch right in the face. Jeez, $100 <laughs> in free bets from Barstool after placing your first $10 bet or up to $1,500 in risk-free bets from Caesars. Pressboxonline.com slash offers. Um, so are you... Do you care? I, I, I never know how you're going to respond. Okay. To something like Carlos Correa getting 13 years and 350 million dollars, because the insane. I don't get that, right? Like, who cares? I, I, I give me a, couldn't care less. Give me a baseball player. I don't care what they get paid. I don't know why we pretend to care what baseball players I mean, get paid. I, I couldn't care less what he gets paid, but it's insane to give him that kind of money. But, so what? Is it insane? Well, why did they just give him four hundred million? Okay, fine. Why didn't they just I mean, give him four hundred million dollars? So is it stupid. insane to give him three hundred fifty million dollars, or is it more insane to not have good baseball players? Boy, I don't know. When you get when you put it that way, I might take no baseball players and not yeah. give, not you give want, a guy three hundred fifty million. You want to throw uh, Rio know, Ruiz out there and play baseball and really? take your chances? Yeah, for seven hundred seventy-five thousand, maybe and lose, maybe and lose. Uh, there's no guarantee the Giants are going to win with him either. I I didn't say there's a guarantee. Although I do like him as a player. I mean, I think he's a very good player. I just um, it's a very weird bit. Three hundred fifty million dollars. People get worked up about this. It ain't your money. Well, how about funny was it when Judge signed a contract and everybody went through the roof? And I'm like, have you have, have you watched him play recently? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he's, like he hit a lot of home runs. Say what you will about him. All he right. ever does is. Either win the MVP or finish third every year. Like, what do you what do you want him to do? What do you want him to hit ninety homers? I'm, what I, would make Aaron Judge worth the money? Ninety homers. But I, I would ask that question about anybody. Like, this is all we ever say. I get it. It's it's frustrating because baseball players make extraordinary amounts of money, and the rest of us do not. Like, I understand that. But I also think part of that is it gets compartmentalized in with what you do in your own life. Like, no one ever goes from 37000 to 450000 Not normally the way it works, no. No, typically, if that's right. the case, you're probably dealing but you, drugs. But you see this all the time in sports, right? Like, uh, this guy makes the major league minimum, and he makes it because that's the way it's set up. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the way the... the formula is and then all of a sudden he goes from 775,000 to 24 million and you're like I mean that, that usually there's an arbitration number in between those but two even things. those go from 775 to yeah, like 10 million, 10 right, million. Exactly I mean right. it's insane right so I think that's what people I think that that's what people in general get you know their feathers ruffled over is not that the guy makes 34 million a year but that he made 14 million a year last year had a really good year, and now all of a sudden he makes $34 million. That That raise seems a little extreme. I mean, again. But, yeah, they make whatever like they if make. If you were I mean, in San Francisco, they're if an you $11 were, billion if, if dollar you were doing, business or whatever you know, they are. GoldenGateMorningDish.com this morning, what would you write about the Giants signing Carlos Correa? Better win. Is, I mean, yeah, I mean you, you, you better win now. Like, you've spent all this money, right? I mean, that's. 
which are and look, they're in a weird spot. Boston went through this for a long time. Like this is an interesting comparison because Boston went through this. There was a time when Boston said, "Who the Yankees signed today? They signed someone, did they?" We, no, I'm saying Boston. Oh, got 15 it. years got ago, yeah. Boston said, and "We the better, Yankees? we better, yeah, yep, we got to go get Carl gotta, Crawford correct. then because they got correct." Yes. And then the Yankees did the same thing. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Boston won the World Series last mm-hmm. year. Who they just signed? Right. David Price. Well, we got to go sign somebody. Yeah, got to go get CC Sabathia. Go, right. Yeah. So the, I think the Giants have fallen into that with both the Padres and the Dodgers. And in fairness, the Padres fell into it because, because of the, the Dodgers. Dodgers. Yes. The Dodgers have been the train that's driven that whole thing of how many players they've signed and the money they've spent. And the Padres, you can go back and look at this. It's a fact. The Padres never did any of this until they got the TV deal. And then once they got their TV deal, they did what everybody else does. They, they also, they, they also sp- spend the money. They never did any of this. Until, well, almost everyone else until the Chargers left too. Okay, it's interesting. Something that a lot that a couple people out there okay. brought up to me. That, interesting that you go back and time this. The moment the Chargers were gone, and they saw we have a market to ourselves. No to question. Get everyone's dollars, which. I have to tell you, isn't that far removed from what the Ravens did 15 years ago when they bit, realized yeah, that right. the Orioles were becoming a non-factor, right. and they're like, we're going to overmarket, let's do we're going to go crazy, because no one wants to go watch them play anymore. Right. right? We feel like we can own the market right. as much as... We, it's, it's hard to grow the market. There's and, nowhere and geographically fairness, really to take it. And in fairness, had the Nationals... And I don't, think, I don't think they were a fluke when they won, but had the Nationals continued on being really good right. and spent money on a bunch of players and really, really said, you know, we're going to try to be the, the dominant National League team, then that might have made the Orioles do something. I know they're in different leagues, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I don't know, but right? It, the, yeah. For sure, what you're seeing from the Giants is a direct reflection on what the Dodgers have done. And in their mind, probably said, if we don't get Correa, they will. Well, and what you're obviously seeing the impact that the Yankees getting Aaron because the Dodgers haven't spent a hundred million in ten days, just and they're and they're they're breaking out in high. You did step on what I was doing. There, oh, though, go ahead. Which is obviously you're seeing the impact that the Yankees spending that money on Aaron Judge has had on the Orioles. Of course, you oh. have to keep up. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, right. Who the Yankees signed back? Right. Maybe. Maybe it would have been better on the first bounce. Maybe, <coughs> probably. Maybe it would have been better. Could have served it in the court. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, right. instead of instead but of a. Fall. I, you know, I mean, I find it all very fascinating. Obviously, we're dealing with it in, with the Ravens, and it's different because of the cap and football and baseball are so different because you do have to spend the money smartly. Where in baseball, you don't have to spend it smartly. You. you they're never. This kid will never play thirteen years. Trey Turner will never play thirteen years. The contracts aren't designed for that. They're, well, they're just never, designed to give them the most amount of money right. they can give them and, the, and avoid the luxury tax. They'll definitely never play shortstop for thirteen years. Is it possible that at the end of that, that their bat can still be productive enough no. that they can be a designated hitter at some point? I I don't know. I don't. But know they're doing that, that right. to spread the money around for I the luxury tax. I understand exactly right? why. It Whereas is in doing the NFL, right. you're first of all in the NFL, you you have to, and I I, I don't know if this is true in baseball so maybe it is uh, do the giants have to put 350 million dollars away today in escrow i don't know if that's true it's a very i don't know i don't know if they have to it do would, that or not it would right? seem like yes they couldn't i mean well, how, well think about it. how would you have 350 million well, they don't have to have hand. 350 million yeah, yeah they have to have great uh, every dollar that's spent on right, players right. they have to have it right so I, yeah, I, I, don't I would assume possible. they yeah. don't, I don't think but the possible. owner of the team must be somehow 
personally tied into the deal. Whereas in the NFL, if 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 the Ravens give Lamar a guaranteed deal for 185 million, all of that money's got to go in the bank. Correct. All of that money has to be put in the bank. Correct. So that Lamar gets his 39 million up front, his 44 million next year, his 54 million the year after, and his 54 million the year after. That's all got to be in the bank. Yep. I don't think they do that in baseball. I, know I could I be wrong, think, but I don't think, I don't they, think they could do. Yeah, it. I don't think it's possible. I don't think anybody's. I mean, people do have that much money, but I don't think anybody's got that much money every single year right. to say I've got. We can. I've got every nine penny. contracts right. that extend past this year, and the total of those is eight hundred and forty million. I got to put that in the bank. I don't, I don't think that I exists. Don't, I don't think that's true. Either. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think. So it is easier in the NFL, and that you're dealing with a, a you're dealing with less future money because the league is the lifeline of these players is much shorter um but again that that i do i think i still think that's the biggest reason why i I would think that if you put a gun to these owners heads and said all right dude what's the truth why don't you want to guarantee this money i think they would say because we don't want to go put in the bank i don't think it has anything to do with the actual the actual concept of guaranteeing the money, I think it's that they don't want to go put it in the bank. It's an interesting thought, right? Like, it's well, who wants to go put two hundred million dollars in the bank? I, that they, I, that they, I understand exactly what you're saying, but that you can't use. So I, mean, I don't make, know. You're making an awful lot of money, right? Like, I get well, it. I get. I who think wants these owners. I can remember Steve. I think you remember this. Yeah. I can remember Steve specifically standing after. The event that they used to do in January, and Steve would hold court, and I can remember Steve reciting the numbers that they made, that he made, and saying, I'll tell you right now, I pay myself a million dollars a year. Every owner does it. We pay each other a million dollars a year, and last year I made $17 million. This year, not so good, $13 million. year before that, we made $15 million. He And Steve would say, I would be way better off have taken that $600 million I gave to Art and just put it in the bank. I- now, now, now they're making two hundred million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now these teams are making two hundred million, mm-hmm. so it swung in his favor, right? Significantly, right. and the value of the franchise yeah, has for, gone significantly. For, for the Ravens is probably if the Ravens were to, I don't if Washington know, is two billion. I, I was going to say the Ravens have to be in that vicinity somewhere. I would say the Ravens are one point six. They have billion to be in that. Something in that. Yes, and, and if correct. you really want to own the team. Yeah, because there's only 32 of them. Yeah, you 31 if you don't count the uh, Redskins. Third, you've or the Commanders. Right. You, you if you really want to own one, it's worth whatever you can get Correct. now because there's only 32 it's of exactly them. Exactly right. And and by the way, it's a if you go buy a snowball stand tomorrow and the guy says, "Hey man, this snowball stand's done great. Here are the books. Right. We make 80 grand a summer. There's the books right there. Mm-hmm. What he doesn't tell you is what if you go through a summer where it rains 27 days. Sure. Right. 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 Whereas in the NFL, that he says, "Why don't you give me four billion? Mm-hmm. You're making two hundred million a year. There's my sheet. Yep. Here's how much money comes in. Yep. It's a. Enjoy. If I had four hundred, if I had four Enjoy. billion, I might buy the team. Uh, really? Would you? And I'd I, make you know what I would think about. Yeah, what I'd make you? you the PA guy. Okay. <laughs> Good. Yep. Good. Good. That's the job I wanted. And then I'd fire you. Ah, thank you, thank like you. Like they buddy. did to uh, Kenny Amalatolo or whatever oh, his name Kenny is. Kenny Amalatolo. Disgraceful. Well, I agree with that. 
That part, that's the first thing you and I are going to agree on. Disgraceful. It's utterly disgraceful. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing the way that Maybe they treated him. Maybe the most him. Bush League thing that's been done. If you, we, do li- if we do things at the end of the year and we do Bush League yeah. thing of the year, this could be the winner. Who would be, by the that way? You, that you didn't have the capacity, the decency, the, the humanity to wait until that guy got back to Annapolis. I, I, it's absolutely a disgrace. So that part of it's true. It would still be embarrassing for the Naval Academy, even if they waited. It like I, I, this is the part that's mind blowing. No, no, no. To me. it would have been all but, all the guys but, ever done. But coaches get fired all the time. Understood. And, and they have, and they have, um, you know, they have a formula loose that it might be that says right. Commander in Chief Trophy Bowl Game. We don't get those things. We're we don't we don't get those things. We got a problem. Okay. Okay, now now we can talk about if that's fair. And I wrote that today. I'm like, dude, you don't even have football players. Correct. You have kids who want to be in the Navy Correct. who also like to play football. Correct. And this guy had the nerve, the audacity to say, well, he's resourced. You mean the gym room that he shares with the... the like, are you kidding me? Yep. You fired this dude? Yep. All he's ever done. All he's ever it's done un- is win beyond it's, anything that you could ever expect. It's one of the craziest things. It's almost, also running. It's maybe, almost one of those like hey, there's not there's more to this, right? I'm not. I don't think there is. But it's like the Gio Reyna thing we're finding out about now. Well, like yeah, there's, there's there, a whole lot but we're there, finding out yeah, about right, that now. Right, like okay, right. so there was more to yeah, it. Yeah, I don't like I don't, this thing at Navy. It's unthinkable insane. they fired this dude. It's insane. It's insane. Can you imagine, by the way, Matt Stover's kid had he come to play for me at Calvert Hall? He'd be in the Masters All by right, now. Easy over there. Hey, if you're looking for if you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Matt Stover. And you know what? We'd have won with Joe Stover. Good morning. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. It's Glenn. And yes, Drew Forrester is here again hanging out with me and still mad that you didn't send your son over to play for him at Calvert Hall. Well, yeah, I even took the, the major uh, family decision to move us back home to Dallas, Texas, so he could really thrive with his golf game. You know that, Drew. So. I know. He's, he's outstanding. <laughs> you know, he's outstanding. I'm really yeah, happy I mean, for you. And He's going to do great. I, I was told you that. I thought he was a terrific player. Well, we leveraged it pretty well. He he played so well when we got down here that uh, he's playing golf. He's a freshman now at Texas A&M playing for the, the Aggies. So and he, just he think, did it, man. If he'd he, have come he, to Calvert Hall, he'd be done at Texas A&M. He'd be already at, on tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell him I said hi. I, tell him I said hi. It was always a pleasure to compete against him. He was a uh, as I've said to you a number of times, he was a great competitor and a terrific kid. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys having me on. Good Always stuff. good to talk to you. Obviously, Matt is with us because uh, this Sunday, you know, records are made to be broken. And this past Sunday, Justin Tucker broke Matt Stover's record for the most points in Ravens franchise history. Matt, I'm going to guess that it didn't take long uh, into Justin's career for you to realize, like, yeah, this dude's probably going to end up breaking my record at some point, right? Well, not only that record, but every other record. <laughs> yeah, correct. Correct. <laughs> you know, he's, he's that good, and, and it's great that he's the one who did it because uh, if, if, if I'm in the same sentence as what you hear now today, probably that you know, greatest kicker ever to kick in the NFL because he's, he's proven it. 
um, you know, in the distance of kicks and, and, and you know, his numbers are just, real, you know, outstanding. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm, my name is still being mentioned and I'm, I'm, I have been forgotten, right? Correct. <laughs> I, I, I do apologize that basically every conversation it seems like we've had with you for the last decade was about another kicker. Um, but no, it, it is, of course. <laughs> It's always nice to be mem- remembered, and it's a one. It's a funny thing that we brought up too on Sunday on the post game show. Is like I, I m- maybe it's better for to be the franchise that had you know Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers or something. Like maybe it's better to be the franchise that had the two greatest quarterbacks in football history or something like that. But it's pretty amazing to consider that sort of you know legacy that move from great kicker to another kicker. It it, it there's something to be said for that for a franchise. Well, it is, and it tells you the importance that the, the Ravens put on the position. Um, in fact, you know, they even backed it up with money for, for uh, Justin, um, and I, I appreciate that. I do know that uh, the support that he has from Jim uh, – not, not Jim, sorry, I play with Jim – John Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah, and uh, remember, Jim was not Raven at one point, and, uh, but John Harbaugh and I, you know, we hit it off in 2008 when I was there. That was his rookie season, and – um, and then Randy Brown and the special team coaches, the environment that uh, Justin has is outstanding, um, and he's just performed, uh, you know, to an elite level. And uh, when you have a kicker you can trust from <laughs> 60 yards, that, that just goes to show you too. And, you know, Steve Bouchotti's done such a great job with the field conditions. He's put the money there. Uh, the team not only, you know, puts this, uh, the environment around Justin, you know, w- with regard to coaching, but also with players, the snapping, the holding – is, is the top in the league. Those three guys, there's nobody that compares to them with regard to the consistency that they put forward, uh, the level and, and, and the standard that they have for those three, three individuals is outstanding. And now you've got Sam Cook in there helping them out as well. So uh, I can't think of a, you know, why other teams don't do the same uh, type of structure for their specialists uh, as the Baltimore Ravens. He is Matt Stover. He is with us here on GCR after his uh, franchise points record was broken by Justin Tucker on Sunday. Matt, you know, you, you bring up the 60-yard thing, and obviously the Ravens tried it from 67 a couple of games ago. I, I don't know if you were watching, but the, the crazy part about it is, like, a lot of us that were watching were like, damn, he might have a chance to do this. <laughs> like, it was insane to think that they should be doing something like that, but you get it. Like, why not give Justin Tucker a shot at a 67-yard field goal? Well, when he stroked it, everybody thought it had a chance. Right, right. right. <laughs> it was Which is like, insanity. holy crud, okay, it, that thing's got a chance. Okay, and, and then it'd make it. But that's, that's, th- those, are, those are crazy plays, but he's been able to capitalize on it before. Of course, in a dome, makes a big difference. You know, the surface, the, you know, the wind, all those things, conditions make a big difference. You can talk to a golfer about that, right? And so if you look at, if you look at um, uh, his performance and, and the fact that he stroked it the way he wanted to, and it landed short, he can live with that. It's when you shank it, you know, uh, or you don't even give it a chance, which I've been in that position before. Um, that's when you're just disheartened about it. But uh, for, him to, to, for him to gain the trust of the coaches and the organization to be able to even attempt that, that tells you the type of uh, player he really is. Matt, you know, we've been making some comparisons, right? The Ravens' defense has been outstanding, and they've been kind of running the ball at will and – you know, they didn't ask. They, they, they played with a backup quarterback last week, and they might have to play with a third stringer this week, and they're not maybe asking those quarterbacks to do all that much. And, boy, if that doesn't remind me of a certain team in Ravens history that <laughs> was kind of similar. Um, 
do, do you get the idea? Like, knowing what you guys did then, of course, football was different at that time, but it, can it be done now? Can this team go on some type of run where they just say, look, we're going to lean on defense, running the ball, a, a kicker that we trust, and we can beat Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen doing that if we do it as well as we know we're capable of doing. Absolutely, because one of the things that you have as a team at this time is a def- definition and an identity of who they are. Um, I think once we embrace that in the year 2000, uh, when we were not, uh, when we went with Trent Dilfer and we were not trying to be the hero, uh, you know, throwing the ball in the end zone and getting it picked, where we just, you know, preserve the three points, the defense is going to stop them, let's play a field position game, punt the ball, don't turn it over. Remember, turnovers will kill an offense because uh, it, it just they get the ball and they usually typically score. Turnovers are, are direct effects on wins and losses. So if you go back and you look at the teams that have an identity, they know who they are and they stick to that game plan and they take care of the ball. If you're punting, you're winning with a great defense. And so in my mind, that's what this team's got to do. Now, of course, Lamar gets back out there on the field. Things yep. can change a little bit there. Yep. But at, the, at, at this point, they've got an identity, and they need to play to it. And by the way, when you bring in an inside linebacker, I'm not saying that Roquan Smith is Ray Lewis because that would be blasphemous, but that dude is good. That guy is unbelievable, <laughs> man. Um, Matt, i got to yeah, ask. And he's, yeah. great, he's a great presence in the locker room, too. Yeah. You, know, you need leadership in the locker room. You've got some uh, – Campbell's a great leader – in that locker room, he's got a lot fighting for, and he, you know, he wants to get a ring. Um, so these guys are absolutely embracing the, the position that they're in right now. Matt, sure. uh, they're doing a, a, a 30 for 30 about you guys. Um, I was talking to Stokely a couple weeks ago when the Ravens played the Broncos, and I was reminding him, dude, we all remember how you used to dress. I mean, like, America's going to see this now on a 30 for 30. Is there anything at all? Like, you've always been a straight and narrow guy. Like, we're certainly not going to see anything controversial from Matt Stover in this 30 for 30. But is there anything maybe that, like, you said at one point or a certain way that you – are you nervous about anything at all now that America is going to see the 2000 Baltimore Ravens uh, featured prominently by ESPN here in a few weeks? As long as it's the year 2000, I've got nothing to worry about. Okay. (laughs) You're saying that maybe if there was another year that you might have had some nervousness about? Yeah, maybe there was a little something there, but that that year was one of those. <laughs> nah, I think I'm pretty good as I, if I look back. And, I, I, and there's so many funny stories about that year, too. And I, I will say that um, I, I get a lot of guys who were on that team still to this day, stole one for you, man. We would have never won that. <laughs> well, I just did my job, man. You know, I just did my job. And, and, and that was what it was. I just kept my head down and kept my mouth shut. As you notice, I, even the next year with um, – the hard knocks. Yep. You didn't see me on the hard knocks. Yep. I didn't care to be on the hard knocks. It wasn't about that for me. It was about me being the best teammate I possibly could and just putting the ball through the uprights. And that's exactly how I viewed myself in that season. No doubt. And obviously, we, we, we know you and we know what you're all about. And we're certainly, there's not going to be some like hidden controversy that's going to be uncovered related <laughs> to Matt well, Stover. Well, what was funny, one time they had me mic'd up in a game. And I, for maybe 2004, five, I don't remember, and I was mic'd up, and all of a sudden, you know, I was on a kickoff, and I was running down the field, and then the, the red seat parted, and here comes the returner. And, of course, I, I threw an explicative out there. Wow. <laughs> and, everybody, and, and, the, and the video the video guy says, we got him. He cussed. He, we got him. And I'm sitting there going, 
Yeah, what would you think I would say when all of a sudden I've got a guy that I've got to tackle? I mean, <laughs> I mean, dag nabbit. <laughs> yeah. Oh darn! Yes. Oh, oh darn! I've oh. got to make a tackle. It's the scene from a Christmas story. He held out fudge. Only I didn't say fudge. That was exactly, exactly. how it played out in that moment. Uh, we're very oh excited God. about yeah. the thirty for thirty. Hey, hey, just give me a, you know. Um, it, 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 the thought on like J- Justin Tucker is doing this now. What he's going to do? I, the more I talk to guys, the more I get the sense he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like I can't believe we're saying that because you know how impossible it's been for kickers related to the Hall of Fame. But are you starting to believe? Like the more you talk to guys, the more history he makes. That like he is truly going to end up breaking new ground when it comes to this. I, I, I tell James Lofton looked at me and said. Dude, that, if that guy doesn't get on the first ballot, we shut the whole thing down. And that's James Lofton saying that, right? Like, are you starting well, you to you look believe- at great players. Yeah. Yeah, you look at great players, and you look at players who changed the scope of the game. You know, Jan Stenerud came in uh, when he did in the 70s, and he uh, changed the way the position was viewed. A soccer-style guy, and that's why he's on, um, you know, he, he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you've got uh, Morton Anderson, who's in there. Uh, and the reason Morton's in there is because he changed it and he went to a whole other level. Uh, and, and, of course, Adam Vinatieri with the big kicks and the length of time that all of these men played. You know, Justin still has some more time. I believe he's got to put into the league to, uh, you know, gain the, the full respect of the entire kicking community. But for the time that he's done, he is an elite player. Um, he should be absolutely a Hall of Famer because you look at what he's done with the position, he's taken it to a whole other level. And you can look at certain players uh, in every position that have been able to do that, and that's exactly how you do it. And then, you know, also the type of teammate he is and, and the effect he's had on a team. It's not just an individual piece that, uh, you know, he helped the team get to the Super Bowl and win it. Um, and that says a lot about him, and a lot of kickers can't say that. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm proud of Justin. I'm proud of how he's, you know, governed himself and on and off the field and the type of teammate he is as well. Matt Stover, what can we plug for you, my friends? <laughs> well, the players slant be fun. What I've been working on for all these years is just thriving, and we're continuing to do a lot of great work out in communities around the world. And uh, so that's been a lot of fun for me. So uh, appreciate you allowing me to say that the players slant be fun is doing great. If you need any help with your foundation or you need to create a foundation, Look us up, ppf.org. And players fill fund as well on Twitter. You can follow it. Matt3Stover on Twitter for him. Uh, apologies, Drew had to run out. He sends his love. Matt, I uh, truly appreciate you as always taking the time for us. Congratulations to you and your family on uh, your son's success. Merry Christmas, my friend. Thank you for taking the time for us as always. You guys too. Take care. Thank you. It's Matt Stover, of course, one of the uh, all-time greats in Ravens history. and. Uh, yeah, uh, Justin Tucker broke his record, but we knew that was going to be coming some time ago. All right. Uh, hey, we've been trying to tell you, like, gambling can be fun. It wasn't fun, I guess, for Drew. Like, what, by the way, what? what uh... he, he said he had to get back to church, so he is he had to roll out. <laughs> right, we got to coordinate these things better. Yeah, we gotta, yeah I agree. We got we to gotta have, have more of a chat when these things come up. This is... <laughs> That's I, all, I half of it is on him because like I understand like he just he knows better like just say that ahead of time but it's on us as well anyway so there was Drew 
Nice of him to stop by. Hey, gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit and stay within it. And remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. So I guess we'll play Would You Rather Wednesday since Drew decided he doesn't want to. It's a very weird bit. Um, We'll play Would You Rather Wednesday. Brought to you by Glory Days Grow when we come back in. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Need a last-minute gift for a kid in your life? How about a membership to the Retriever Kids Club? It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games, plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack membership is only $35 it's a great deal makes a tremendous holiday gift visit umbcretrievers.com slash kids club for more info membership is for kids 12 and under the retriever kids club find out more umbcretrievers.com slash kids club the latest edition of press box is available now on the cover new maryland basketball coach kevin willard sits down with stan charles and glenn clark to discuss the situation he inherited in college Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area. And Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin Duvernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash press sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face 
All right, back in here on GCR as we continue along on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. If you missed Stan the Fan Charles, Ross Grimsley, and Rich Dubroff discussing the Orioles offseason earlier in the week, you can find it right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline, or pressboxonline.com slash video. So go check that out right now. Stan and Gary Steiner are going to be catching up with John Martin, of course, the director of the Maryland Lottery, to talk about the impact of uh, sports betting. Uh, that's going to be later today, 4 o'clock, uh, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. All right, let's play Would You Rather Wednesday. Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. That's where Drew and I will be on Monday night. The Comfort Classics menu is available right now at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. It features the twisted ribs and wings combo, or as Griffin likes to call it, the meat tornado, two pounds oh, yeah. of meat. The winter spinach salad, the citrus salmon, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the wings of gold. Of course, for dessert, the bourbon butter cake. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yes, it is. <laughs> Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. You can get your order in right now at glorydaysgrill.com. Three scenarios. They are up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, facebook.com slash Radio for Would You Rather Wednesday. Number one. Would you rather the Baltimore Ravens get terrible news today? I mean, wretched, awful news. Both Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley are going to miss the rest of the season. They're just going to have to stick it out with Anthony Brown. Or those guys are going to be out for the rest of the season, and you're not going to believe this. The Jets released Joe Flacco today. So, okay, so in both scenarios, Lamar and Huntley are done. Yes. There's okay. no scenario where you get either one of them. So, it's so either you're just riding it out with Anthony Brown or you're bringing in Joe Flacco. I'm bringing in Joe Flacco. Because? Because I love Joe Flacco. And I think, uh, I mean, he knows the building. He knows the team. Uh, I don't know if knowing the building is going to help you when you go <laughs> play the, the the Bengals in week 18 yeah, on the Familiar opponent. Familiar it opponent. Familiar and opponent. and uh, right he's beat him many times. He knows. I'm sure he can uh, help do it again. And, uh, I mean, obviously we've seen what the Ravens have been doing anyway. He'll be handing it off, you know, 40 times a game. And mm. he can, uh, you know, with the, along with, now he's got Deshaun Jackson. I mean, he can take the top off the defense. <laughs> uh, I think okay. I almost want them to go. I almost this, <laughs> this is Christ. this might be the best gotta, case scenario. You got to settle down over there, dog. You got to keep it. Uh, in but, yeah, hands. I'll take Flacco. No, Carson, no doubt. I'm, t- I'm taking Carson Flacco, no question. No question I'm taking Flacco. So, uh, and, I, and I didn't do enough to prevent this from being the popular answer. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are trying to do with the bit where you're like, well, of course you bring him in. And even if you play Anthony Brown, you have Joe Flacco there for the playoffs because he's January Joe. Gotten a lot of that. I'm the, the question was supposed to be that you're committing one way or the other. It was supposed to be that either you're committing to saying Anthony Brown I'm is your quarterback you. or you're committing to Joe Flacco being your quarterback because you don't trust Anthony Brown. As you could tell, they weren't willing to let him throw the ball on third and four uh, late in the game on Sunday because they were nervous. They thought that maybe something could go wrong. Now, he did complete a pass to Mark Andrews on a previous third down. Um, but that was in a situation where they didn't have a f- they weren't in field goal range. They kind of had no choice. Um, the The argument that's most compelling for Anthony Brown is: Look, you need a mobile quarterback in this office offense. You can't have a statue back there. It's this doesn't work. There's got to be at least the threat of a quarterback run in order for the run offense to work the way that it works. So at this point, you just stick it out with Anthony Brown or find another mobile quarterback in that scenario right. that I, might be out there. Yeah, I mean, I get that uh, argument, um, but, I mean, you got to be able to throw the ball. I mean, unless they're going to, you know, 
commit to like a Navy style offense and literally throw the ball five times. I think it was my buddy. I think it was my buddy Jake Luke from Baltimore Beat down shared that on like the Ravens Reddit page that somebody suggested they maybe you replace Greg Roman with Ken Niamatololo. I mean, if they're going to do that, then I guess you, then yeah, you you stick with Anthony Brown. But I, I mean, they, Look, they, they, they got to have balance. You know, and there, Joe Flacco was balanced. there are people that would argue that Anthony Brown was a better thrower of the football in college than Tyler Huntley was, right? Like there are people that would argue that he's got a better arm than Tyler Huntley. Anthony has. Brown was Oregon, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I I can't pretend to have watched enough of it, and I I keep trying to tell everybody you, I don't care what someone did in the preseason. I will never. You cannot tell me about that like it matters or like it's real so i don't know maybe with a little bit more time and maybe working with them the ravens would be willing to let anthony brown throw the ball a couple times during the course of a game but i am definitely apprehensive about it should he have to play on saturday i it's very difficult for me i in a way i almost think the answer is you you did this. You set this thing up. You you made this work. You gotta just see what you you have. Like I, there's some part of me that just sort of says, either you're gonna be able to make it work with Anthony Brown, or it's just time to move on. Do they, do so. they, if for some reason if both of them if Lamar and Huntley are out the, way, the year, the good news being yes, they're not. Uh, do they sign Cam Newton? I don't know the guy that I saw last year. I know we all got. I know it was all wild for a game. <laughs> I'm back uh, for one game. Uh, I was, I was, I it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think there's a lot. I don't think there's anything there. I think there's no itch to scratch when it comes to Cam Newton. All right, number two. Now this, you people are you. You all are young. I don't know if you're. Are you single, Carson? Or uh, I'm you, not. I'm not single. You are in a committed relationship. Uh, you guys might be too young for this to be, but we'll we'll roll with it anyway. The question was your spouse. Goes to your company's holiday party, gets extraordinarily inappropriately drunk, ends up flashing everyone, and kisses your boss on the lips. Yeah, yeah. You heard what? It, that's not my spouse. I know that much. I'm talking about it. We don't do a holiday party, Colson. Unfortunately, it wouldn't be here. It'd be another company that I work for. Kisses my boss on the lips, or. Your spouse does not get drunk at all. Ends up saying out loud to all of your, every single one of your coworkers, verbatim this sentence. I'm not telling you I'm one of them, but I think the QAnon people have a point. Um, I'll, I'll go with option two, I think. Really? Yeah. Oh, you're gonna have to explain yourself. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to see if someone I'm with, uh, you know, flashing the entire party and then, uh-huh. uh, and then but you're you know, okay with a big old kiss. Then, then being a QAnon sympathizer, <laughs> like you're, you're good with that. Uh, I, I think I'd hold out some hope that there's, uh, that it's just you know, shtick. <laughs> it's not shtick. Yeah, well, I mean, I could play it off at the party that way, probably. Okay. You know? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm she, taking. She's silly. Yeah. I'm taking option two. And what I'm, the hell is I'm going telling, on over I'm, here? I can tell all my coworkers I'm sorry she'd had a lot to drink. No, no, no. I said very clearly. Right. I know that she hasn't had anything no, no, no. to drink. No, but they the know in, too. The, they all know. So the random guy in the corner. She has not been drinking all night. So Everyone I, knows that she is deadly sober. So I've got some creepy coworkers just like checking out my spouse all the time then because they see that she's not been holding no, drink all night. No, you're at a party. Everybody sees whether somebody's drinking or not. I, don't, like, I, I still think I'd take option two and be like, look, I'm sorry. Like Boy, you guys, just, like, you guys, was, this might be the reflection of your age. This uh, might be a reflection. 
basically everybody else is gone with options. I would rather almost anything. I would rather almost kiss my boss with tongue than find out that she said such a thing about QAnon. Like, I can't. I can't believe this is a conversation that we're... I don't know how I come back from that. I don't know what I do. Like, I, it's over. I think, I think you can talk that, that you can if walk that back. If she's drunk... <laughs> I have a chance to walk that back. If she's drunk and does silly things, well, I don't know. I've met my wife before. She's gotten drunk and done some silly things. I've gotten drunk and done some very silly things. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, So but. I can move on from that. The idea of someone being completely sober... And saying they make some points, don't know where we also, go. Also, everybody with else that. at the party's probably gonna be a little drunk and be like, "Yeah, you didn't hear her right, you know." You still heard her. This is the part that's troubling to me. You still heard what she said. You still know now that your spouse is a QAnon sympathizer. That's one yeah, maybe we a, talk about. I know there's gonna be another conversation. We talk about <laughs> after it. the party, like after the party. Maybe we're, to maybe say we're driving what? There, maybe I'm like, yeah, like so were you? Is that you're for real? Yeah, were you being serious back there? Yes, that's the point. She was being serious. <laughs> you can't get around that. There's no being like, eh, it's no big deal. Like, well, she was just funning. No, right, right. I, I think, uh, but you know, the public image, uh, I can kind of control that more. You know, Again, yes. you keep talking about the public image. I can't tell you how much less of a concern that is to me than the fact that my my wife. Okay, I guess it's because you know, we don't have wives. I'm and yeah. dealing with that. <laughs> I, we don't, I, we don't Every that's the reason. day I have to think about that reality for the, re- it, the public part of it ain't that concerning to me, Chief. I, I, it's in my life. I've got to realize who it is that I'm married to. I guess it's because we don't have wives so that we're like, you know what? Yeah, no. I mean, if that's true, then I guess, uh, you know. Yeah. I move on. I don't know. I also don't like my boss coming in to like tell me something I have to do better with my job, and I'm like, man, that guy's kissed my wife before. Uh, that, by the <laughs> way, that part of it, it's a kiss it's on the lips. Like it's not like people greet each other sometimes with kisses on the lips. I am a very, That's true. I'm a very affectionate drunk. I, I absolutely am the type that will kiss someone on the lips when I'm drunk. Like I don't, I'm an affectionate person. Sometimes kiss a fence on the lips, right, Glenn? With I did. I <laughs> once kissed a fence on the lips. I, I, I am that that part of it. Just none of that. None of that is all that bothersome to me. It's the exact line where I say, you know, like I don't know what the next step would be. Where I would say, all right, no, that's too much. I'd rather deal with the other thing. Um, but no, none of that is all that bothersome to me. Uh, overwhelmingly, everyone in agreement with me. All right. Because that is a step too far. We're holding strong. Yeah, we're We're, we're holding strong. You're showing your age. Uh, And it appears, number three, it appears bleak now that the Orioles, uh, but I got good news. The Orioles are going to make moves. Would you rather? Yes. They sign Nathan Eovaldi. Yes. And they bring back Trey Mancini. Hmm. Or they don't bring anybody new, but they give Gunnar Henderson the eight-year, 100 million Ronald Acuna deal in order to buy him out of arbitration years. Hmm. So Adley, Adley. No, stop. Nothing with Adley. There's nothing involving Adley. Okay. Stop. We always um, try to do this. You're trying to kyle it up. You. There are two <laughs> options that are on the table. I said what they were. Stop. Somebody else. I think our buddy Ivan tried to do this earlier. Give uh, Give Gunner the money, and then go ahead and give a Brinks truck to Adley too. No. Yeah, I like that one. There are scenarios. <laughs> you have to pick one scenario or the other. You don't get to make up your own. 
Um, all right, so we bring back Trey and and we sign Nathan Ivaldi for what, like a two year? A reason, whatever. Okay. The, it's okay. a reasonable deal. Um, and we bring back Tra- Trey on a one year deal or whatever. No, it's whatever a reasonable deal is. <laughs> You're overthinking this. Um, I'll say I'll lock down Gunner. I'll lock okay. down Gunner for uh, eight years and okay. hundred million. I like that. That's a that's a great deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll invest in the future as well and lock down Gunner for the long term. The argument for people that care about money is that like. Gunner does not quite seem worthy of the Ronald Acuna deal just yet. That's like, true. Maybe. I like Gunner Henderson. Yeah. I think he's a good baseball player, but are we confident that that a hundred million dollars is like? I, I think there's a real chance that that ends up being. I you know, but not. I don't know yet that we feel that way. I don't know, but out. Yes, I'm probably in agreement about it. I think yeah. my my thought process there is if we give him that eight years, $100 million contract, we kind of dodge the possibility of having to pay him a Carlos Correa type contract in the future, maybe. When, um, when he's... Yeah. After, you know... When he's a yeah. star. Right, when yeah. he's a real star. Yeah, he can become you. a star on the and I also more reasonable think, contract. I, also th- I mean, if if we sign Ivaldi and Mancini, that's definitely going to be it. And I feel like if we we, will, we lock down Gunner, like, we can well, still it. sign no, that's some it. litter. So Either one, that's it. No more free There's agents. There's nothing else you're doing. Jeez. That's it. I mean, I'll still take. I'd still rather lock down. I won't. I feel like that. I feel like that's much more exciting to know that you have Gunner now for you know eight years than I tend having Avaldi and Mancini for another year I or two. I tend to agree with yeah. that. I tend to be in agreement. Um, most people are in agreement as well. Uh, Dave, however, makes the argument for you can always do a Gunner Henderson deal a year from now. There's no reason why you have to do it right now. Why not take a couple of pieces that might be able to help you, even if you're turning around and dealing Mancini again at the deadline <laughs> next year? You're adding in. Why would you sign up for an off season in which you're not getting anybody else? I I like that. I, we sh- we should do that. We should sign Mancini to a one year deal and just every single July make it a pro- new tradition yeah, to trade him. I don't, just I mean, deal. I'm, I'm sure he'd be down for it. I don't know how much. He's a nice guy. He'd be down for it. He's a nice guy. He's a, he seems like a nice guy. Maybe he well, just well, be Hey, this team's about to win a ring. We'll being, send you there. Yeah, being, we'll bring you back. Being and constantly <laughs> traded. I don't know about that. Continue to get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. We will pick someone to win the uh, $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. If you've not picked up this print issue of PressBox, it's only going to be available for a short time longer. It's got Kevin Willard on the cover, only like a week or so left on this one. And then our best of 2022 issue will hit newsstands, including our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year on the cover. So go get this now before it's gone. It's available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms. And the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox, read it all, PressBoxOnline.com. So we are trying to move a little bit quicker today because uh, Griffin and I have to run down to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland because we have to try our hands at RoboKeeper. It's very important. What we don't have to do is eat any hot wings because we kick those dudes' asses in Pittsburgh. We're good there. So we just get to go down, have fun, gloat, and and try RoboKeeper. It's going to be a fun trip down to the FanDuel Sportsbook. Um, so we are headed to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, which, of course, for you is the best place to watch and bet on uh, every sporting event. It is awesome, and that includes the second World Cup semifinal this afternoon as well as the final on Sunday. Will Leo Messi finally win a World Cup title? You'll be able to watch that and then stick around all day and watch football on the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. So we'll come back in. Tidbit will be next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. 
Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today whether your focus is luxury and comfort convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or sporty performance and aggressive styling we've got the perfect highlander for you check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new highlanders from your local toyota dealer today Join the Maryland Jockey Club at Laurel Park for Christmas Tide Stakes Day on Monday, December 26th. An exciting day of live horse racing awaits you with a whopping six stakes races worth $600,000 in prize money. Plus, enjoy a specially curated stakes buffet, a delicious hot chocolate bar, and hot cider cocktails. It may be cold, but Laurel Park has plenty of horse racing excitement, food, and beverages to keep you warm. Don't miss Christmas Tide Stakes Day at Laurel Park. Visit laurelpark.com for more info. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. Need a last-minute gift for a kid in your life? How about a membership to the Retriever Kids Club? It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35. It's a great deal, makes a tremendous holiday gift. Visit umbcretrievers.com slash kidsclub for more info. Membership is for kids 12 and under. The Retriever Kids Club. Find out more umbcretrievers.com slash kids club. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a three-and-a-half-star review too. All right, back in here on GCR. We're going to go ahead and get a tidbit and tubular now, and then we will wrap up today's show with segment number one of the Tyus Bowser show from last night. Tidbit is brought to you by, ooh, how about this one's brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. Of course, they are still collecting unwrapped toys as well as non-perishable food items to help out the community this holiday season. Stop by any Baltimore County Police Department precinct or Glory Days Grill right here in Towson. Uh, this week and drop off your unwrapped toys as well 
as your non-perishable food items, try to help out those in need in our community. And if you have uh, considered that maybe it's time for you to move on and try a different challenge in life, you want to be part of the change that you want to see in the local police force, or maybe you know a young person who graduated last year and has failed to launch since that point, has just sort of been sticking it out at home, maybe working a, a I don't know, a, a restaurant locally that has no real direction, might be time to start thinking about whether or not they might be a good candidate to join the Baltimore County Police. And jobs are available. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com. Great $10,000 signing bonus available with a very competitive starting salaries for both cadets and officers. And join BaltimoreCountyPD.com. What you got? All right, uh, let's see. So first one I have is Jamar Chase. So on uh, after after what he had 100 yards and a touchdown and on uh, on Sunday against the Browns, he is now the second player in NFL history with 2,000 or more receiving yards and 20 or more receiving touchdowns at age 22 or younger. He's the second player in NFL history to uh, reach those two milestones. Congratulations, at 22 or younger. Who is the only other Randy person? Moss? It is Randy, Randy Moss. Moss. Yeah. It is Randy Moss. Uh, those are the two guys to do that at age 22 or younger. Um, and then also uh, on Sunday, Josh Allen uh, had he, he threw one touchdown pass through the air, and then he also scored one with his legs, and that was his 24th career game, and which is it's only his fifth season, his 24th career game with one passing touchdown and one rushing touchdown. That moved him into fourth most uh, for his entire – for in NFL history, like for most games with mm -hmm. one passing, one rushing touchdown. 24 career games. So can you name, uh, well, the guy that he tied, all the guys ahead of him, and let me see if you should know the rest of these. Yeah, well, let's let's round out the top 10. See if you can name the top 10. So there's nine names that yes. you're looking for, as well as Josh Allen. Correct. So Michael Vick. Michael Vick is one of them. 22 for Michael Vick, I'll so put, he is seventh. I'll put Steve Young in there again. Steve Young, he has 31. Thir he is second on this list, 31 games. Fran Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton is who Josh Allen tied 24 games for. How Fran about uh, Dante Culpepper? Dante Culpepper is eighth on this list, or excuse, or no, he is ninth. No, it's still on the list. Uh, on the list. Randall sure. Cunningham. Uh, Cunningham is not that in is the top ten. Very here. surprising. Yeah, yes. How about mm, how about Donovan McNabb? Donovan McNabb is a good guess, but he's really just on the outside. Runner, right? Yeah. Anyway. Well, just I guess longevity. Yeah, Twenty-one games. Longevity. Yeah. Twenty-one games for Donovan. Um. Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes, not on this list okay. yet. I'll say Lamar. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, Lamar. Only 12 for Lamar. Yeah, yeah so he is. We brought him up some. earlier. Cam Newton. Uh, Cam Newton is number one. 45 such games. Uh, so that is 14 more than the next closest, which is Steve Young. Um, first place on this. 45 games of one passing touchdown and one rushing touchdown. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers would be the next closest active. He has 30 games. Such he's third it's on not, this list. It's one not behind, surprising at all. Yeah, one behind Steve Young. Um, man, it's tough. Uh, Steve McNair. Uh, not Steve McNair. Warren Moon. He wasn't Warren a runner. Moon. He he wasn't he's a, a good guess. He's just all. outside yeah. nineteen. Outside. I'm actually surprised 10. it was that many. Yeah, yeah, I am too. Um. That's the problem now. Is trying to figure out if you're looking for runners, for runners or, you're or just, just guys have played for a while. Yeah, right. Man, man. Uh, I'll 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 take a longevity guess and guess Kurt Warner. Uh, not really, Kurt Warner. But he didn't really play for that yeah. long. Is the problem with Kurt Warner? 
Of course, he was doing the Ravens game on Saturday. Um, is Russell Wilson on the list? Ooh, Russell ooh. Wilson is not on the list. That was a, that was a good, good guess. Uh, they're all non, no, no more, no longer active players in the NFL. Okay. So they're and they're actually all quite not quite older, but they're older players. Here. Older players that we're talking. About. John Elway. John Elway. Good he one. is that on the list. Sense. That he makes is, sense. Uh, he is nice. Sorry, Culpepper was eighth. I was right when I said okay. that. Yeah. Uh, so you have two more. Both of these guys are very, very uh, old. I don't. Y A Tittle. Not Y A Tittle. I don't think you'll be able to get Otto Graham. Not Terry Bradshaw. Not Terry Bradshaw. Bradshaw is twenty-one, so he's just on the outside, but not in the top ten. Otto Graham. Not Otto Graham. I'm trying to think of if I can even get if a hint because I don't know these guys. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. But then uh, why did you? <laughs> Let's see. Well, yeah, I know. I, could, I probably should have stopped at the top nine, I guess. Um, he Sammy Barr. No, he played for the Patriots. Drew Bledsoe? Not Drew Bledsoe. Older, much older. Oh. Older quarterback for that. Yeah, right. no Steve Grogan. Oh, actually, okay. I, I mean, I know who Steve Grogan is, but yes. I didn't I didn't know that he would have made this list. Uh, and then he was a... Oh, he, died, he passed away in Maryland. I didn't know that. He was born in 1935. It is Jack Kemp. Well, Jack Kemp was the vice president uh, candidate. He was who's vice? He was Bob he was, Dole's uh, vice. He was Bob Dole's running mate when Bob Dole ran for president. But Jack Kemp was a senator for a long time. Jack Kemp was a uh, uh, makes sense that he would have died in Maryland because okay. he worked in Washington D.C. because he was a senator. Well, he was so. on the top ten of this list. How about that? Um, yeah. How about that? Jack Kemp? All right, very good. Uh, tidbit was also brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Save $100 when you use the code TAILGATE at ginsugrills.com. Again, ginsugrills.com. Use the code TAILGATE. Save $100 on the Ginsu Kamado Grill. Totally Tubular is brought to you by UMBC Basketball. Coming up this Sunday, the UMBC women take on American and the UMBC men who are red hot right now. Don't forget, January 1st, big showdown game against Vermont rematch of last year's America East title game. Experience game day at the peak. Reserve your tickets right now, umbcretrievers.com, to check out UMBC against Vermont at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. Here is what is coming up totally tubular tonight. Maryland, UCLA, 9 o'clock, Fox Sports 1. We'll go a long way for, for if you want to believe that Maryland can be in an upper echelon team but go a long way for them to win this game, whether it's reasonable to have ever thought that way or we were getting completely carried away based on a solid start. I lean a little bit more towards that side of things. Depth's going to be a problem. Again, just being competitive goes a long way to proving that they have a chance to reach the NCAA tournament. I just don't think a lot of people were saying like, oh, man, you know, Andy Katz has him as a two seed in the NCAA tournament. He's eh, up on all that. He's up. They have six players. Like maybe we'll see we if we can make a three tonight, too. He's up. That would be nice if they don't go two for 24. Uh, World Cup semifinal number two, Morocco and France, 2 o'clock on Fox. Uh, none of the rest of the college basketball, none of it's all that significant. You can find it at glennclarkradio.com. Wizards Nuggets at 9 on NBC Sports Washington. Of course, Alice Ovechkin, by the way, scored his uh, 800th career goal last yeah. night. I don't care. It's just you're never going to get me to pretend like the Capitals are a, a local thing. They're not. I'm sorry. If you like the Capitals, bless you. I'm not. I have no issue with you being a Capitals fan, but pretending like Baltimore is Capitals territory is not real. Like, you can be a Capitals fan. It's fine. I'm a Coyotes fan. Like, a lot of us root for teams in other markets. It's cool. I don't have a problem with that. There's no hockey team here. Root for whoever you want to root for. But I 
drives me nuts. It is a major hockey story. There's no doubt about that. It is a major story. In fact, I was going to talk to Drew because I know he is a Capitals fan about, um, you know, it, it, right now you're still not at the embarrassing place with Alex Ovechkin. Like, he can still play. But in pursuit of this record, if he gets to the embarrassing place, I, I think you just have to let him keep doing it. Like, I think you have to keep sending him out there no matter what it does to your franchise because he is your franchise. Like, you are irrelevant outside of that man's uh, career. So I think that they just have to keep grinding it out and saying if he wants to play for another four years and he stinks, we just have to deal with it because he tries, he's trying to get this record and we owe it to him. Uh, ESPN's got Knicks Bulls tonight at 7.30, Timberwolves Clippers at 10, TNT Red Wings Wild at 7.30, Canucks Flames at 10, TBS for AEW Dynamite at 8. Some non-sports highlights? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Survivor Season 43 finale on CBS tonight at 8. Uh, Harrison Ford will be on Stephen Colbert tonight. Uh, Margot Robbie What's will be on promoting? Camel. I have no clue. I guess since the new, I feel like they'll talk about the new Indiana Jones that's coming out oh, next year. Yeah, that's or, right. Sometime next year. It's so no interest in that. Yeah, uh, Mar- Margot Robbie. I, I assume Shia LaBeouf is doing it again. Is he on? In with remember, the Indiana Jones? remember when they they sold their soul for Shia LaBeouf? They were like, we're gonna make Shia LaBeouf the next Indiana Jones. Uh, is it? It's Shia LaBeouf, not LaBeouf. I don't know what it is. I, I call him LaBeouf. Whatever. I don't know. You Margot Robbie right. for Babylon. Uh, I care about when we do that with athletes. When we yes. do it with actors, I don't care. Uh, the Saturday Night Live Christmas special. We'll I do always. Ske- my uh, favorite sketches. thing every year is when we get to yes. the part of that where Garrett Morris sings uh, uh, Winter Wonderland. It's my favorite. I love it. It's not Christmas until Garrett Morris sings to me. Uh, Kit or uh, Fallon will have Salma Hayek and Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa, who uh, performed at halftime of the Steelers Ravens game, yeah, Salma the, the stands didn't and didn't on help the sideline. Didn't help no, much. Didn't. Did it? He was. He was. Yeah, he, it was a good gig for him. He just got the. He just came out there. He didn't even sing or anything. It was, they were just playing his music, and he was like kind of walking around. It was. Everybody was going nuts for him. It was it was pretty cool. Wiz Khalifa. Uh, Janelle Monet will be on Seth Meyers for Glass Onion, which will be out on Netflix next week. Um, Hard Knocks, Cardinals, uh, they're still doing that. Santa Claus, the Santa Claus's season finale is on Disney+. Plus. Okay. New episode of Willow. And the National Treasure, Edge of History, the series premiere on Disney+. Plus. This is a show about the National Treasure yes. movies. So not but no Nicolas Cage. The hell is the exactly, point? Exactly. What the That's hell what is the um, point of it? I mean, they're still, they're still building up like it's going to be something great, but I mean, there's no Nick Cage. I don't know. Nick, there's no chance. I, I mean, I wasn't even Nick Cage was involved. I wouldn't look at it. I have never watched a National Treasure movie, but I at least get the bit of I'm going to steal the Declaration <laughs> of Independence. Like, I at I least love get Nick the Cage. bit, but... I thought the movie... I like the movies. You, did you see Nick Cage's movie from earlier this year? No, I do need to see that. The unbearable weight... Yeah, um, burden, unbearable weight of massive talent. Of massive talent. Yeah, I do want to watch it's, that. It's great. Is it available yeah. on a streaming service? Uh, good question. Um, I do want to I, I, I saw it in theaters, because right. I don't know why, <laughs> but... Eh, whatever, you've probably seen worse. Oh, uh, yeah, Halloween Nights. Worst movie ever. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Um, let's see if that's not on streaming yet. The unbearable weight of massive talent. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, not sure. All right. Thank you. Very dynamite effort. Dynamite. Uh, Tubular was also brought to you by Pressbox Online. Oh, it should be on Hulu. Okay. Pressboxonline.com/offers, where you can take advantage of two hundred dollars in free bets from DraftKings after placing your first five dollar bet, or one thousand dollars in risk free bets from BetMGM. Again, Pressboxonline.com/offers. We come back in. We'll wrap up the show and set up segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show. It's Glenn Clark Radio. 
Join the Maryland Jockey Club at Laurel Park for Christmas Tide Stakes Day on Monday, December 26. An exciting day of live horse racing awaits you with a whopping six stakes races worth $600,000 in prize money. Plus, enjoy a specially curated stakes buffet, a delicious hot chocolate bar, and hot cider cocktails. It may be cold, but Laurel Park has plenty of horse racing excitement, food, and beverages to keep you warm. Don't miss Christmas Tide Stakes Day at Laurel Park. Visit laurelpark.com for more info. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The weather outside is really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com glorydaysgrill.com Great food, good sports. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, Keep listening to this show, too. All right, back in here as we wind down for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the pro. Oh, you all right over there? Jeez, <laughs> settle down. Continue to get me your responses for Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Days Grill. We will pick a winner tomorrow, so you got all day in order to get your responses in. Everyone gets registered to win the $25 gift card, so jump on at, uh, at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio to get your responses in. Today's show has also been brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. One more push. We got uh, good and bad news yesterday. So the good news was uh, Ben in San Francisco got into our bull pick'em. Um, Brian Regan got into the bull pick'em. I feel somebody else got in yesterday. So that was good news. 
Bad news is a few people who had told me they were in apparently only wanted to donate money. They did not want it to go towards the bull pick'em. So that was disappointing. So we kind of ended up having a trade-off yesterday. So I could still use, I'd say, like three or four people. I, I still think there's one or two that, that did give money that are still going to sign up. I'd like to get it. We're sitting at 20 right now. I'd like to get to 25. I think we're really sitting more like a 22. So I need three more people. Three more people to get in $20 for a 50-50 charity bull pick'em contest. 50% of the pot going to the winner. 50% of the pot going to helping up missions. If this is what we got, this is what we got. You know, like, well, it'd be $200 that we didn't have to go to Helping Up Mission. I'll love that. But I feel like if we could just get three more people, we'd end up getting to 250 bucks raised, 250 bucks to the winner. And that would be awesome. So three more of you. Share it out today on your socials, please. Share it on Facebook, Twitter. You can go at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. It's still pinned up there, all the details. Glenn Clark 180 on PayPal. Glenn-Clark on Venmo. Dollar sign Glenn Clark Radio on Cash App. Again, 50% of the pot to the winner, 50% of the pot to helping up missions. So maybe you win, but in the end, you did some really wonderful things for a charity that can use it. So that's the best part of this. Our 50-50 bowl pick em. Please get signed up today. Games start on Friday. So if you already signed up and didn't make your picks yet, start thinking about making your picks, at least for the early games, because bowls start on Friday. Um, just picking straight up winners. It's very easy. I know you can do it. I believe in you. Please help us out as we lift up uh, the Helping Up mission and appreciate all of you that already have. Just like a couple more people to get involved with that. And uh, thank. I mean, also to those of you that said, "Hey, I want. I just want to donate money to charity." We appreciate that too. I really do appreciate that. But it's a unique opportunity to uh, maybe win some money as well. So, be a cool thing for you to do. All right. Very good. Thanks today to Drew Forrester. I guess. <laughs> Very weird. Thanks also to um, Matt Stover. Thanks to Rick Spielman. We'll get all of that up as well as the Tyus Bowser Show in the Greatest Hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Tomorrow, I will be wearing the Jaguars sexy mascot costume tomorrow, and we will do uh, picks with KZ. Jackson DeVille Clark. Yes, Jackson DeVille Clark tomorrow. Uh, Tyra Taylor? Tapeworm shot. Oh, yes, Tyra Taylor. I also do my tapeworm shot. We will continue our uh, celebration of the 10th anniversary of the Ravens winning Super Bowl 47. Tyra Taylor from that team, who's now with the uh, Giants, will be joining us tomorrow. Uh, Stacey Dales, you said, is uh, NFL Network. She'll be uh, part of the broadcast for Ravens-Browns on Saturday and Stuff and Things. Stuff and Things, Stuff and Things. things. Tapeworm shot and Jacksonville Clark. That's right. That's That's the big highlight tomorrow. That is the big highlight. (laughs) All right, very good. Uh, Thank you. Carson, where are you on social media? At Carson Ware. At Carson Ware with an I. Carson Ware, W-A-I-R-E. That's right. Guess where the I is. Yeah, right? It's (laughs) it's actually before the W. It's weird. Uh, That's how you spell it. It's silent. It's a silent one. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Uh, thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. I guess you should thank our partners and sponsors, everybody at Pressbox, the Baltimore County Police Department, Problem Gambling, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costa Sin, Maryland Jockey Club, Baltimore Area Chick-fil-A Restaurants, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, where Griffin and I are headed, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, UMBC Athletics, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. All right, have a great Wednesday night. Go Terps. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. We wrap up today's show with segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show from last night at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill. Welcome out to the Tyus Bowser Show. We are live at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill on Hartford Road, Press Box and 105.7 The Fan. 
I'm Glenn, she's Rita, and would you guys please put your hands together for the host of our program, Mr. Tyus Bowser. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, too. We can talk about the fact that we get to do one of these shows for a change, and I really like these shows. And we won. That's, yes, this, correct. Wait, I, have you noticed, though, this, we've only had two shows in which we won. We did a show after we won. Do you know both of them were here at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill? I did. I did. It's a lucky spot, man. So it must be, this must often. be a lucky place. Dante, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to schedule more shows here, man. That's just the <laughs> way it's going to have to go. We got to do what we got to do to help everybody out. Definitely. We love the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill. Live music Thursday and Friday nights. It is such an awesome atmosphere. Great to be here. Uh, Tyus, you want to introduce us to your special guest this evening? Yeah, man. This is a Texas native of mine. Uh, University of Texas. This is a pro bowler. This is probably one of the quietest dudes, but definitely a guy that I respect, man. I love his I love his work ethic and what he does for this team, man. And that guy's number 13, Devin DuVernay. Wait. We all want to do it together one time right now? Ready? Do Devin, thank you so much for coming out tonight, man. It's great to see you. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. You said Pro Bowl. All Pro, by the way, as well. All like, Pro, Let's too. make sure we give My the man fault. his that's, roses. That's on me. All Pro. Get it pro. right. Get it right. <laughs> um, the show is brought to you tonight by Maryland Vascular Specialists. Their team of surgeons is Maryland's leaders in ethical arterial procedures. How freaking good does it feel to go to Pittsburgh under any circumstances? Yeah. But more so under all the circumstances that you guys are going through and come away with a massive win like that. No, nah, man, it feels good, especially to get one in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, we lost, what, the past four games, yeah. four meetings against them, so to be able to I get back I wasn't going to bring it up. I was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my first time beating them. Yeah, we just wow. we got to put it out there that, you know, we struggled against them the past, you know, few meetings. So to be able to get one, especially in Pittsburgh, is definitely – Definitely big time. De Devin, what you just said there, it felt like you thought about that. Like, that you you had considered the fact that you hadn't officially become a Raven yet, right? Yeah, like, no, nah, for sure. Like, it was on my mind, though, you know, all week that I haven't, hadn't beat Pittsburgh yet. And then, uh, you know, to beat them in Pittsburgh was definitely big and, you know, got another one to take care of. So, but yeah, definitely, you know, good to get the first one off your chest. No doubt, man. No doubt. Uh, favorite moment during the game? for everybody that was watching, or really watching social media, was what happened after the block field goal. When they hit the song, and anybody who's ever gone up to Pittsburgh has experienced that moment, and look, we don't like anything about Pittsburgh, yeah. but that moment is real. It yeah. is. Like, it is intense. I've seen it live. I know what that renegade thing does yeah. to the crowd so the fact that like y'all jumped in on that and was like waving towels mm -hmm. and, and getting crap getting fired up along with the crowd was so yeah. like it's I've, been, I've watched it probably like 10 times since <laughs> Sunday. no but like i don't know i guess it's just something that kind of get us fired up too especially you know that it's their song so we try to we try to pitch in we try to you know, bring our energy as well because we know that's what's gonna come. Especially, you know, with me playing against them for so many years, you know what that song does to that stadium. So you gotta feed off the energy and find a way to, you know, break through that. So that's kind of something that we've kind of been doing now lately. 
whenever we hear that renegade. Was song. it was it planned? Like, did you guys had you guys talked about it that week? Like, when I mean, they hit the song, we're we're gonna own it now moving forward. We we've kind of always done that though, honestly. When really? I think about it, because I the past few minutes that we played there, it's always been a thought like they're gonna play this renegade song. I mean, we play it during practice. We play our music, and that's the main song. That song they'll probably play it eight. 10, 12 times, you know, throughout practice. So we know when that moment comes, that's when that's when you really got to lock in and go out there and fight to get a win out there in Pittsburgh. So. Devin, you guys are going back out on the field, obviously. Yeah, yeah I was about to say, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't see it till I saw on social media. Really? That was but yeah, no, it was actually pretty cool to see. But yeah, I think, I think, yeah, we were on the field. I mean, right. I mean, Calais, I thought, was going to end up like hurting himself. Between him and um, JCP, yeah, JPP yeah. was out there yeah. jumping up and down. I was like, hey, yeah. hey, don't jump up too, too yeah. excited, you know? Nah, but, uh, <laughs> hey, dudes was fired up, though, yeah, man. No, Everybody that was, was fired. That was awesome to see. Dude, it was so, it was, so, and then, of course, you guys put together this, you know, felt like 40 minute drive yeah. afterwards. Um, yeah. What did the block? do for you given everything that was going on right like tyler goes out things maybe not going your way devin like what did that do for momentum to sort of inspire putting together what john harbaugh called like one of the great drives in the history of the rivalry i mean yeah man it, it sparked us for sure and just you know let us you know see like man we got to help help the defense out man just just make make this drive long convert get first downs you know put it in the end zone if you know if not at least get points so you know, those those plays, like all the picks we had, three picks or whatever it was, the sacks, those all give us energy, man. And when when our defense is playing Some, like that, it's easy for us. Somebody to got a sack. Somebody got a sack on Sunday. Somebody got somebody a sack, got on, a Sunday. sack on Sunday. Somebody got a sack on Should've Sunday. Should have been two, man, Should've but I ain't going to say none of that. I didn't want to bring – I don't. okay, are you the type that you think more about that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's uh, still – Like just talking to Justin, really a lot of the great, you know, outside linebackers, rushers that I – that I play with, they always say you remember you remember the ones that you miss more than you the ones that you actually made, and that's definitely one that I'm gonna remember missing because I'm like I'm there, and those are the plays you want to make. I mean that helps us. We put them behind the sticks, and then now they behind you know on their side of the field, and that's helping you know get our offense the the field advantage to go out there and get a score. So for me to miss that, and then they go and complete a pass after that. Man, that was that was <laughs> tough, man. It's heartbreaking. Was that the drive? Didn't Marcus end the bail on you out on that drive? Wasn't that? I think he did. I right? think he did, yeah. Shout so out then you're Mark. off the hook, aren't you? No, no you're not oh, off the hook, man. man. You got to make those plays. We shouldn't have to get in that situation if I go and make the play. Did you let Devin know about the Tyus Bowser show bump, though? Did you let – I mean, like, it continues. Marcus not only gets back out on the field. Yeah. But ends up coming away with another interception. I mean, yeah. at this point, we have to acknowledge it's real, right? Like, nah, nah, he's a baller, man. He's definitely a baller. Well, I know that, but I mean, the Tyus Bowser show bump is yeah, real. Yeah, I feel like every like time that we've had a guest, out. they've always like played. They've had some great game or something oh, after really? they come here. I think Justin yeah. had like five sacks in the two he weeks did. after he, <laughs> he came actually, on the show. Yeah, right? he had like two or three sacks, and then he came on the show. So, yeah. I'm telling you, there's something real to this about it the is, type. man. That's why I'm continuing to try to bring in all the best, <laughs> the best guys, man, that I know that making plays out here. So, but we, so what we're saying is everybody needs to go pick up Devin this week for their fantasy playoffs. Exactly. Absolutely. Because he's about to go off he's for to 150 go off. yards on. Yeah. Especially yeah, against yeah. Cleveland, man. 
Got to. It's only right. I, I got a question, though. I, you know, I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, some Steelers defenders were interviewed after the game, and they all admitted, like, we knew the Ravens were going to run the football at the end of the game. Everybody knew it. And yet, somehow, we were not able to stop it. And for them, that was disappointing. So, Devin, for you as an offensive player, obviously, you know, you're playing at this point with a third-string quarterback and Anthony Brown. You get out there. Everybody, it, This is not a secret. I showed you my hand. You know what I'm going to do. you got to stop me anyway. And they can't. How does that make you feel knowing they had one job, but you, you did your job better than what they did in doing their job? Yeah, I mean, no, it's awesome to see you just – it's just a credit to, you know, the hard work we put in and the guys we have, you know, the depth we have to, uh, you know, go and execute. I mean, no matter who we're missing, we expect the next guy to fill in, you know, have no drop off. So, I mean, it's just a, you know, credit to our coaching and, you know, just the guys, the guys we have for real. It's the Tyus Bowser Show, 105.7 The Fan and Press Box with the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill. Can I, Devin, like when, when you guys are in those moments and everybody knows, are they like literally yelling it out on the field like, Yo, they're running. They're running the ball. Like, is that, like are you getting any of that? Not, not necessarily that, but you can definitely tell they know that whether it's they're changing, you know, the their fronts or, and whatnot and, you know, how many people they're putting in the box. You can definitely tell. But but exactly, they got to stop it. And if they can't stop it, there's nothing they can do about it. So It's, it's got to be the most, you know, obviously you're, you're on that side of the ball. I don't know how many times it's happened to you in your career, but is there anything more demoralizing than, like, you know what a team is about to do and you can't do a damn thing yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I couldn't imagine how they were feeling. It's, it's got to suck. Tyus? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that just, like he said, that just lets you know the type of men we have on our team to where you take that man on the other side of the ball wheel and you let them know, like, hey, this is what I'm doing and right. you're not going to stop me at all. Or I'm going to block you and you're going to be over here and we're going to go through this gap and get a first down to win a game like you're literally telling that person that, and that that's a whole mindset thing. That's a physical, that's a physical thing, and I mean you can't really beat that. It's at it's that so point cool. it's like, what it's, can you do? It's what so cool. What can you do? It is. It's, so it's cool. awesome to see it's that. It's something like barbaric. We, we've talked about like fighting. Nah, like you're yeah. a fight fan. Like there's something truly like barbaric. Like you're just literally delivering a knockout in yeah. that moment. And like, you and you have to accept it. Yeah, correct. You, you have just, to accept. You got to pick yourself up with the canvas and realize you just got knocked the f out. Like yeah. you were, uh, what's his face in Friday? Facts. You were Debo in yeah, Friday. Facts. That's, that's, you that's just got knocked it. the f out. <laughs> hey, online sports betting is live. Get two hundred dollars in free bets when you make your first five dollar bet with DraftKings. Go to pressboxonline.com/offers to see more about DraftKings and other sports betting promos and offers. Devin, we uh, we introduced you as an all pro. Look, I know you're going to accomplish a lot more things in your life. Like, I'm not trying to say, like, this is the end or anything like <laughs> yeah. that. But can you tell me what that's like for someone who grew up with dreams to know that whatever you do for the rest of your life, you will have always been in a very small group of people that ever accomplished being a pro bowl or an all pro football player? Yeah, man, it's, it's kind of still surreal, man. It's a blessing, though. Just, I mean, just credit to the, you know, hard work I put in, just... You know, and, you know, the people I've had around me that's just, you know, helped me, helped mold me into the player I am today, the person I am today. You know, my parents, my family, you know, my t college teammates, you know, my pro teammates and just, you know, everyone that's been around me, man. And, you know, I just, you know, they're the ones I go hard for. And, you know, I just can only try and be as best as I can and, you know, let, let my play just, you know, show itself. 
You said he's quiet, but does he ever remind you guys? Like, do you ever start like having fun in the locker room and he's like, "Yo, put some respect on my name." That's that's <laughs> all pro, Devin Duvernay. You ever get any of that? Nah, he a, he a humble cat. He a humble cat, but don't get it twisted though. If you if you disrespect him, he gonna let you know. <laughs> he gonna As he gonna he definitely should. let you know. As he should. And and knowing Duv and knowing how quiet he is, especially when I see him on game day and he make a play or run somebody over and I just see him like in they face and like, yo, you ain't messing with me, bro. <laughs> like it get me fired up because yeah. I know I know dude. Mm-hmm. So for him to bring out this other side of him, it just it just excites me. Is there so, a moment where he like snaps like you're like, oh yo, now now he's in the zone. Like Oh yeah. Definitely, definitely. Does he have a does so do you have a, a, a different personality? Who was it that we had on the show? They said that they were completely different when they went. Is it Justin? Was it oh, Justin? I think it was. Justin. So are you like that? You, you come off very quiet and, you know, humble, but when you're in the field, it's, it's, you got like a whole different persona. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to say it's definitely a different mode. I, Do you have I a name? Into, nah. It doesn't know. have a name? <laughs> nah, I don't okay. have a name, but definitely a different <laughs> mode, you know, you tap into just to, you know, go out and, you know, play with that aggression you got to play with. I'd like to make a, I would like to make a suggestion. I feel like when you go on the field, you should just change it your persona is now all pro so they should only refer to you right as, as all, pro all pro when you get out there yeah, yeah. <laughs> we demand that we're gonna well, be, AP, we and a, I are gonna well, AP take. for short see I can go with that. So I, you know we talked about you getting the sack I, it just kind of struck me and i saw some people tweeting about it during the game on sunday like you're only a couple weeks removed from a torn achilles and you've been out there bawling was there a moment for you that it felt normal again? Did it feel real? Were you at all apprehensive when you came back? Like, is it going to be the same? And what does it mean now being a few weeks in? I know you're still beating yourself up over yeah. the one, but what does it mean a few weeks in being like, oh, no, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm me again. Like, I can do this still. I think it was just, you know, from this offseason and kind of just reflecting on myself, understanding that, you know, I'm going to go through this phase, you know, preparing myself for that moment to where I'm like, I'm back on the field and I know I'm going, you know, feel a little different. I ain't going to be super confident in it until I actually put myself out there. And I think having that mindset helped me prepare by putting in the extra work, putting in the extra time, like doing the little things and getting with the right people to help work on those different situations of things. And even me watching film, looking at different games and just seeing, you know, different types of outside linebackers and ends and, you know, the different positions that they're in or, you know, where they taking on blocks, whether it's rushing the pass or tackling or somebody falling on them or, you know, getting lost in a group, a big have, pile. Have you had a moment where you kind of panicked a little bit? Like, um, I did a little bit. I did a little bit, but it wasn't nothing bad to where I didn't trust it. Okay. It was just like. It was like, I went through and it's like, okay, I'm good. Right, like I can still do this. Yeah, I can still do it. <laughs> right. So it just be them little things where it's almost like checking out the box where it's like, okay, I'm able to do this. Okay, I'm, I did this or I went through this situation. I didn't think this was going to turn out well and it did. So then you just start getting more comfortable, more confident in it. I'm imagining a scenario you like ask somebody in the locker room to kick you just to like, nah. I just want to know. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, ain't nothing like that. It's more like just fire off the ball on me, you know what I'm saying? And then let me be able to hold on the block or rush the passer and press down on me and see how I react to being able to keep my balance, things like that to where I'm like, okay, 
I'm good. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's working out okay, by the way. Yeah, it's working. You out. should see how your friend Rita reacts every time you make a play. Like <laughs> she, like she's losing her damn mind every time feel, you make I, a I play. I feel like a proud auntie. I'd be like, <laughs> that's my man. That's my guy yeah. over there. Yeah, so I'm always cheering you on. You know your buddy Jameson does the same thing too. Oh, right? I already know. I, I already know. know. Yeah. He watching. That's true. I already know he watching. All right, make some more noise. Tyus Bowser, Devin Duvernay are out with us. Betting online or at the casino can be fun, but there are risks involved. If you're betting, set your limits, stay within it, set a budget, and a time to stop. If you need help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. You got a nice shade of red on tonight. It's not so dissimilar to another color of red. And I want to see if we can, can maybe convert you to another shade of red after I found out about a game you went to a couple weeks ago. So we're going to talk about that when we come back in. This is the Tyus Bowser Show.